Christ, you people suck. <laughs> wow. Wolverine wanted to be a G Radio, episode 496 for November 13th, 2017. I was doing the math today. If we continue, don't miss a week. Episode 500 will be December 11th. Damn. Coming up. Yeah. But anyway, on the show this week, we've got Jay. Bandana. We got Drew. Yay. Thank you for being a Drew. Thank you, thank you for being a friend. <laughs> We've traveled down the road and back again. Thank you for being a friend. And we got John. Yeah, you lot just golden girls. That's right. Which That's one right. are you? Um, which one is the one that moans a lot? Is it the one, uh, I can't think of a name, the, the one, <laughs> B. Arthur. Um, I can't remember the character's name. I don't know the character's names either. We'll, we'll just call her Mona. How's that? I know. I know this. I know this Blanche and Estelle uh, Getty was the actual actress. actress yes, and then there was Betty White, but I can't remember the character's name. It's been about twenty years since I last watched that. Was one of them Susie or Susan? No, I don't that think doesn't so. sound right. That doesn't sound no. like a Golden Girl. I don't know. I whatever. I just know the theme song. You should that song like, that was a theme song for Gold, Golden Girls. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I had I had no idea. Hold on, I uh, can I look it up? Can I look up the names here? Uh, yeah, best you can bug me if not. Dorothy, Rose, <laughs> Dorothy. Blanche, and Sophia. Sophia. That was close. Uh, yeah. And Sophia was Estelle Getty, wasn't yes. it? Yes. Yes, and she was the youngest out of all of them, even though she played the oldest. The oldest. B. Yep. Arthur's yeah. name was Dorothy. Dorothy. Dorothy, yeah, she was the one who, who was whinging a lot. So there you go. There Makes sense. Me. That's what my mom's name is, is Dorothy. There's, there's your Golden Girls Minute. <laughs> there we go. Oh, never fails. Never fails. Anyway, video games. There's probably a couple of those to talk about. Uh, Drew. Yes. You want to talk about any video games? Sure. Got a couple that I uh, have to review that I can talk about. Uh, let's start with the one that I don't like that much. Okay, that's cool. So I'm pretty much the only person here that's a fan of Need for Speed at this point. Yeah, <laughs> I used to like it a long time ago. I I still kind of am. The last one wasn't bad. I thought the FMV stuff was a nice little return to form. It was cheesy and dumb and. Uh, the racing was still pretty good. Um, there were some issues as far as like, cause it's always online. It means it was constantly skipping every once in a while. Uh, they did eventually fix that, but not till after I had finished reviewing it. 
so they got this new one, Need for Speed Payback. Uh, <sighs> mm-hmm. I don't know where to start with this. So, all right, first off, the racing and the way the cars handle is fine. I think it's 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 really good. Um, there are some issues with progression in that game. Huh? Would that have to do with some boxes or anything? Uh, well, not particularly boxes. Cards is what it is. Oh, okay. Same thing. They're not loot boxes. No, 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 no. Don't use loot boxes. We get cards. We get cards cards instead. Car cards. So, usually, I don't find uh, loot boxes and stuff. I just don't buy them, you know, and I just kind of ignore them. The problem with Need for Speed Payback is that you kind it, they force it down your throat. <laughs> so the main mechanic of this game is you don't just level up your character. You level up your cars. So and the you, crew. So, but yeah, but you don't level up by gaining experience points. You uh, basically level it up by putting better parts on your car. Well, that's how the crew Those, worked. The parts are yeah, but the parts are represented by cards. Well, yeah, that's how. That's when you go to like AutoZone and you get a part for your car. It's a card. Yeah. <laughs> so you you get these cards mainly by winning races. Now, the first time you do a race, you get a halfway decent card. Any other time, you get shit cards. So cards can represent like the turbo or the engine block or the exhaust. You know, it's different car parts. They have a rating of 1 to 15, I think, is the highest. 15 being obviously the most rare and the most powerful. So they didn't use colors? Uh, There are colors assigned to them. The reason why there's colors uh, is because there's different types of manufacturers. I can't name them. This like this fake manufacturers like Carbon and uh, I think Outlaw and stuff like that. Uh, and you get bonuses. So like let's say I have three parts that are from the Carbon manufacturer. You then get a bonus to us to two different stats like uh, speed or handling stuff like that. What about dexterity and? and- now nah, there's no dexterity. <laughs> <laughs> so here that's that's the thing. And every time you you put a card on your car, uh, its rating goes up. So the rating could be like 120, and you put some cards on it. Now it's 160, something like that. Trying to get that number higher can be difficult to do. You will come up to races that say, hey, you need to be 180 uh, rating. Uh, Now, you can try them, but you're going to lose. Uh, and just getting to that threshold means you're going to have to do a shit ton of grinding. So this is Need for Speed Destiny. Destiny does better grinding than this. (laughs) And I'm just like, really, guys? You're, You're blocking off your main story stuff by forcing me to replay the same fucking races again so I can get better cards. So so you have to go back and play old races. There's not like side races and stuff you can do or the, there is 
Um, so you can do like in Need for Speed's fashion, you can then challenge just random race cars that are out there on the road. Uh, you'll get a little bit of cash for it. Uh, there are also a bunch of like, you know, hit the billboards or, you know, uh, here's a speed trap. Try to, uh, hit, you know, 180 miles an hour when you hit the speed trap or something like that. Or there, there's uh, like, you know, Forza Horizon had them and stuff like that. Uh, Burnout Paradise had them. Uh, they have a lot of those. The only thing is you don't get cards for that. You get money. So then you can go to the store and use that money to buy cards, to which I have yet to find a card that is better than the cards that I'm getting. And then they shove, hey, you got some money. Like, you know, real money. <laughs> They don't. They don't know that I have real money. I might have stole yeah. that game. Yeah, that's true. And so they throw that in your face. So do you do you think you could beat that whole game without ever? Well, how long do you think would it take to beat that whole game without ever spending money because of the how the progression seems locked in some ways to ah. what these upgrades are pertaining to? And they've extended it significantly. Mm-hmm. I'm talking. This probably would have been a, probably a 15 hour game, mm-hmm. and they extended it to probably a 30 hour game. Man, more value for your money. And, yeah, <laughs> doing the same, the, doing the same monotonous bullshit over and over again. And here's the here's the kicker: is that you play as different characters. So let's say the the first when I first got let out into the to the open world, I was playing as Mac. Mac is the off-road guy. He drives off-road vehicles, rally rally cars, stuff like that. And so I worked on getting all of his cars lo- leveled up, You putting cards in them, and doing his races. I finished up his races. Now i got to switch to Tyler, who is a streetcar guy. Guess what? All of his cars are not leveled up. So now i got to do that whole bullshit again, grinding to get his cars leveled up. Oh, and guess what? There's another character you have to play as, too. Who has different cars? So there's three different characters that you play as, and you have to level up all their cars separately. And I mean, like, what would be the point of buying a new car? You know, it, it, because I've leveled up, I've put so many cards into this one car. Sure, I can take them off if I want to. You never lose your cards, but it's just like my God. And here's and the biggest thing, the biggest kick in the nuts for me. Was that I spent – so after you do some of the main story races, they say, hey, you can go around and find derelict cars and restore them. And those are like some of the most customizable cars in the game. You should really try to seek them out. And I was like, okay, cool. Well, I'll go see – in the you know, they, they do it kind of like how uh, Forza Horizon does where they, they say it's around this area on the map. You know, they give you like a hand-drawn map and you got to figure out like from where the road patterns are where it that's probably located. So I find the chassis for it and it's like, okay, find four other parts and then we'll bring it back to the garage and, and restore it for you. It took me almost an hour and a half to find all these cars because they're all over the fucking map. I found all the parts, brought it back, and it was like a Nissan uh, 240 uh, Fair Lady. Um, they restored it. I gave it to Tyler, and it's a level like 118, or like the power rating of it is. And that's not like that. That's shit. Like I could, I could, I could go to a race and get my ass handed to me. 
So I spent an hour and a half getting a quote-unquote supercar <laughs> that still needs to be upgraded. And I was like, fuck off, game. Are you, you gotta, kidding me? you got to raise the car's light level. Just yeah. That's basically what I had to do. So now I have to go upgrade that car that I just got, spent an hour and a half getting, when I could have just went to a fucking garage and bought a car. We could have just played the crate. Um, so... This game's been left out to die because there's been very little market and I've not seen anything about this. Um, is is this the end of Needs for Speed? Do you see any way back? Is it... Yeah, change the name to Burnout and make a good game. <laughs> this is... No, no. This is this is not the, the end of Need for Speed. They'll make another one. You but think? Oh, God, yeah. Yeah, it's it's a big... It's, it's too a big, big of a name. property. Yeah, it's a they big made a we movie based on this yet. game series. Yeah, Aaron Paul. We, Aaron Paul says there'll be another one. Just saying. Yeah. yeah, well, that that film wasn't exactly... That didn't set the world on fire. And this... Is this game going to sell? It's not had the marketing behind it. I, me- I know that Need for Speed didn't sell very well, the 2015 one, and that was quite quick to go on to EA Access, I think after about sort of five or six months. So... I don't know. It's it's a shame because I, I I was after seeing that trailer at E3, I was like, awesome! This is you know Fast and Furious, but with Need for Speed, this is going to be brilliant. And it's just I'm completely deflated by it. It's such a shame. The whole also the whole Need for Speed thing. To me, I feel like the voice acting is atrocious. Yeah, it's pretty bad. It's it's boring. Um, the story, I'm sure. It's okay, um, but some of the characters, I'm just like, these are lame characters that I don't care about. Uh, they should have stuck to the FMV stuff, to be honest with you, because at least that was entertaining. Yeah. It's just bland. It's just really bland. Like I think, I think the visuals look really nice. You know, the the uh, the Frostbite engine still looks great. Um, and, and the, the driving and the handling of the cars themselves is actually really good. Like, just make a fucking racing game, guys. That's all you have to do. Remember when you would win a race, you would get a car, and that was the end of your progression? You just get a slightly better car, and just move on to the next race where you get a slightly better car, and then you just kind of keep going, going, going over and over again? I don't remember that. I remember just racing. No, that's what I used to do with, the. I think the last racing game, like a real racing game that I played was like Gran Turismo 5 on like, was that PS3, right? Yeah. Yeah, PS3. That's the last one I played, and that's basically how the progression was done in that game. So I don't know. It's like, I don't know. I don't care for racing games in particular. But this one especially seems atrocious. It's sitting on 67 in uh, Open Critic, which seems better than it deserved from your assessment. And the tagline that I like to read here that I thought was pretty funny uh, from PC World is that Need for Speed Payback Review pouring loot boxes on a tire fire. That's pretty nice. Yeah. That's a good tagline. Yeah. Uh, mechanically, it is a sound game. I think it's it's a it's a good racing game, but there are so many things that are put in its way that just completely screw it up. But wait a minute, did PC World actually play the game? Because Drew just said there's no loot boxes in it. You know what? That you know what I mean. It's not like a fucking Overwatch loot box. I mean, you could just buy random cards. You know, you can't pick and choose, obviously, because then you just pick the best ones, and you know. So what, there, what so make there you are come card back? packs, is what you're saying. Yeah. Okay. 
but obviously it's the same concept. They just dressed it differently because of negative uh, preconception of loot boxes that's hanging over the over the gaming landscape nowadays. Obviously not 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 effective enough. Another EA published game, shitty loot boxes that are ruining the game. Go figure. Maybe that'll be a trend. Is there another game coming out from EA soon that might mm-hmm. suffer the same fate? I don't know. Mm-hmm. You tell me. <laughs> yeah, I play. Do you, do you have like Jake? Could you click on that review and like find an excerpt on what they say about the loot boxes or, or the equivalent of? Okay, let's keep talking. I'll read. Okay, it. I'm just curious what they think about it. So, uh, but yeah. It's, it's a shame because, uh, to be honest with you, I'd rather play Need for Speed 2015, the last one. Because, I mean, because it was a decent racing game, you know. And this is a good racing game, but there's so much shit you have to climb through just to get to it, you know. And when you've got a game like Forza Horizon 3 out there, why the fuck would you play this? I don't know. I, had a, I, I downloaded the trial for my EA Access subscription. I played maybe 20 minutes. I'm like, yeah, this, this is kind of boring. I'm going to delete this. <laughs> That's exactly what I did. Yeah. <laughs> I did the same with The Sims as well. That thing is terrible. Well, and, and The Sims is just not for me. I'm sure it's a good game, but I did the same thing. I'm like playing it. I'm like, yeah, this this not for me. I, I don't want to play this. No. Such a shame. They say basically the exact same thing that you're talking about, Joe. Nothing... Nothing different do, from your grievances in general. Do they have any prices? Because I don't know the prices. Uh, prices for the actual whatever the things. Yeah, the loot boxes or or the packs or whatever. I, I'm sure there's a best value somewhere. So if you do want to buy some, I'm sure you'll save some bucks by getting the bigger one. Oh, that's odd. Like you didn't see the prices uh, laid out for you while you were doing the thing, or I wasn't paying attention to it. Uh, I was just I was just trying to, to I was just trying to avoid it. I'm I'm gonna go back and look like whenever I get ready to write my review, right? Because I want to see how much they are actually charging for this shit. But I, I was like, okay, I know they're there, and I just don't want anyone to look at them. They don't say the exact prices, but they say they are absurd. Okay, so you know what? I'll, I, I, all right, you guys. Well, let me finish talking. Yeah, I'll you gotta, you gotta talk about the game. I will look it up uh, after I finish talking. So the other game I played, and the the review is up on the site, uh, is a game that I really enjoyed. And uh, it may be controversial because there's people here who say that it's shitty Batman combat. No, 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 no. Discount Batman combat, <laughs> Drew. Let's, say, let's not put words in my mouth, okay? Just, right, right, right. It's right, very right. different. Uh, Hand of Fate 2, which is obviously the sequel to Hand of Fate, which is another game that I really enjoyed. Uh, Hand of Fate 2, man, I really like this game. I think that they have improved it a lot. They added a whole lot more to it. Um, it seems like the encounters are a little bit more varied. And uh, I really like the quest system, where every quest is almost completely different. Mm-hmm. Um, Jay, now I know you play a little bit of it. How much, how much more have you played of it? I, I played more of it, actually. Um, I would say I beat about eight quests so far. Yeah, yeah so a decent amount. What do, what do you think? Um, I will say that I mirror your sentiment. They doubled down on what was good with the original Hand of Fate, with the card system being expanded so that it includes uh, so many different and brand new encounters that are unique to each quest. And each quest has this overarching thing that you're trying to accomplish. Sometimes you're trying to save this village that's becoming like this infected cesspool of these like crazed like creatures. And you're trying to bring the, uh, 
the, the regular citizens back to a gate and trying to have them uh, evacuate while slaying the uh, the infected citizens along the way. So in doing that, you want to kind of try to navigate yourself in a way where you want to kind of bypass like certain areas where you don't want to be fighting constantly because that's just kind of slowing you down and not really giving you anything for it. But at the same time, because every time you move, you're using up food, and the citizens that you rescue give you more access to viable like food and stuff like that. So you want to balance like where you want to go and how you want to handle things. So I enjoy that aspect, but I will say that once you delve into situations where they put heavier emphasis on the combat, like did you do the one with the escort? Uh, where you have to escort this guy the whole entire quest? Yes. Yeah, yeah. That gives you a really good example of why that combat is not good. Because you're often placed in an arena, like this small arena where you're... Very small. Yeah, yeah. The, the arenas are a little bit overly small. Yeah, and then they they make you fight, like 15, 16, 15, 20 guys yeah. at a time. Yeah, Surrounded. And sometimes I want to try to fight the guy that's trying to kill the guy that I'm trying to escort because he's completely useless. So I'm I'm aiming my analog stick and then trying to attack the guy that's trying to attack him. But because there's a guy that's in between and not, it doesn't it doesn't lock onto the guy that I want because there's no actual lock on system. You're supposed to be close enough and you're also supposed to be having the analog joystick pointed at that guy's direction. So it would oftentimes attack the wrong guy over and over again. The the attacks themselves had this long delay before they land, like a very long delay. It feels like you're fighting underwater most of the time. There's this counter system that's, you know, obviously just the same thing as Batman. When this green arrow pops up over their head, you press this button, and you kind of do like this parry thing. But most of the time, it doesn't even parry. It just kind of blocks. And then sometimes they just do another attack where you're forced to block again. And it just it just kind of goes all over the place, and you're supposed to dodge. The dodging is very slow. Um, you don't get to the equipment system is okay because you'll run into you know, situations where you can earn your really good equipment again, the equipment cards that you put into the deck. But the stuff that you start out with are usually pretty bad, so you want to upgrade. And sometimes because of this is this game being reliant on RNG, you don't get your weapons or your armors uh, until way later, which makes the combat extend far longer than it should. So I think the combat, while improved slightly, is still bad. There's, I don't think there's any way around it. It's not, it's not good. All the surrounding other elements of the game, the car, the quest, the, the voice acting of the... Um, who's that guy that's doing the whole car thing the whole, whole time? I know. I just call him the dealer. Yeah, yeah, dealer. Good name for him. Uh, dealer is terrific. He always laughs at you whenever you screw up. Yeah, you're, like dice rolls or something. Quick time. <laughs> that, that is that's some of the best shit. Like yeah, it this, is. It's just really listening good. to him talk, and he'll talk for a long time. Like when you get a new card, mm-hmm. he'll he'll give you like a word of wisdom or something like that, and he's always mocking you. I love that about this game. Yeah, yeah. That's the the, the narration is fantastic. The setting and the ideas for it are great. Just the core combat, which you have to do a lot of. And that is my issue with this game, is that I like everything else about the game except for the combat, but the combat is such an integral part of the game that I can't help but bring it up. Uh, maybe in Hand of Fate 3, maybe they'll finally get it right. It doesn't have to be good as fucking like Arkham Knight, no. You don't have the money or the polish or the time in order to get something like that going. But you can make it so that it's less of a factor, you know? Make it make it so that there's like less enemies. Make it more meaningful each combat encounters or something like that. But either way, I, I've enjoyed the game more than I expected to. But the combat is still in the way. Yeah, there was some really cool quests in there, and that's what I really like about this yeah. is the mm-hmm. the addition to quests, 
where every level or stage is basically a quest. And there was one where there's uh, the leader of the Thieves Guild is uh, being targeted for assassination, and you have to go around to his minions and talk to them and get information on who the, who's possibly the assassin. And you're timed on it. Like, you got three days to figure this stuff out. I thought that was just so fucking cool. That was very cool. Yeah, they've done... Like, this is like somebody who made like magic the gathering mixed with D mm-hmm. and a choose your own adventure it's really fucking cool and the, it has a lot of heart that's the reason why i like it so much i mean yeah the combat is iffy at best uh but i fucking enjoy the shit out of this game yeah i don't i don't blame you for uh, giving the game the score because if it feels very unique in what it does i don't think there's any other game quite like it and i think uh that that above by itself gives it something that um some, it gives a notice for something that you might want to check out because you, you know, there's you can't point to another game other than the predecessor itself to say that like oh there's you can't compare this game to anything else right so that's, that's yeah. good. Um, well, but we'll he, see. He did give the game the same score I gave Mario, so I'm surprised we didn't get any emails about that. Confirmed, uh, Hand of Fate Two is better than Mario Odyssey. Yeah. Basically, yeah, just as good. Oh, by These the way, two, the... two reviewers who enjoy two different things. Okay, the, the uh, Need for Speed points are basically a penny a point. So, like, you can buy two hundred and fifty points for two dollars and fifty cents. So, well, okay, wait a minute. But what's the conversion to the points to the cards? Well, I don't know. You played the game, not me. I didn't look at the shit. Okay, well, I'm, I can't tell you that. I'm just telling you how much the points cost. Okay, I'll look it up. They're they called it up and then take a take a look. They're called speed points, done. by the way. Speed points. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking yeah. Um, oh shit! At least with Star Wars, they themed it. You know, it's like galactic credits you can buy. <laughs> Makes it all better. Oh, it yeah. does. You're like, yeah. oh, okay. I'm buying galactic credits. I'm supporting the Empire. It's good. <laughs> oh shit! Uh, anything else, Drew? Um, Alan Wake and Overwatch. Yeah, well, there's those. How are you yeah. guys enjoying your playthrough of Alan Wake? I I am have got a newfound respect for that game. Yeah, that game yeah. is really good, man. Like I, I don't think, am enjoying the crap out of it. Yeah, I think it feels very underrated. I think yeah. I hear a defender uh, asteroid mm. exploding or something. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I can't. You're actually right on the money. <laughs> I was like, dude, are we playing asteroids? Like, what does that sound? I don't know where that sound was coming oh, from. Oh, that was I great, exactly though. Like if that. We got the retro sound effects rolling out in here. What's up? I didn't hear nothing. It must have been you, then. Yeah, I don't know what it you. was. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking up Need for Speed Payback Speed Points. Uh, oh, God, Drew. You're going to mess up your Google. You, man. You're They're gonna, listening to our podcast right now. You're going to mess up your Google algorithm there. Oh, boy. Since you like EA's transactions, I thought you might like, you know, X. Yeah. Just click here to give us your credit card information and control of your computer. Oh, boy. But that's it for me. All right. So we'll move on. Jay, you want to talk about some video games? Yeah, sure. Um, I played Hand of Fate 2, which we discussed with uh, which I played a decent amount of that. I didn't expect to play as much. I think it speaks to the improved quality of that game outside of you know the whole combat grievances it's just a fun game i'm actually really excited to see how that game goes as far as the quest structure goes so i'm going to keep playing that i will say that i played overwatch on the ptr just to test out the new hero mora uh did you uh actually drew did you do that at all uh just drew gone now 
He's he's yeah, buying he's speed points. What are you talking? I'm about? here. No, 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 no. I I, <laughs> did you... I did not try Moria out. Oh, Moria. Okay. So I'll just go over the basic. My, my I guess my first impression because I only got maybe uh, an hour of a time with her. But um, she's an interesting mixture. Some kind of an in-between, as far as difficulty goes, between Mercy and Zenyatta. Because Mercy is easier to play fairly well. Zenyatta is very difficult to play fairly well. So you, you squish Mora in between those difficulty spikes, and she's right there. And what she does is that she's able to heal very effectively. And her healing isn't like isn't like this beam that toggles onto a character. It's this AOE effect. It's like a cone AOE effect that's in front of her. So think about it in a way where you can kind of have this death ball of a group going and everyone is getting damaged and you need to heal everyone at once. Mora does incredible healing. I think she does even more healing than Anna if you're talking about just an AOE healing. Because uh, Anna ultimately only has her grenade, you know, every few seconds or something like that. So, you know, she can't just spam it all the time. But for Mora, when she holds down that left click, she's healing everybody in a radius, which is fantastic. But the thing about her is that she doesn't have infinite healing like the like the other heroes uh she has to basically use her right click which is to siphon energy from the opponents in order to regenerate her healing the healing regenerates over time but very very slowly to the point where if you want to just wait for it to come back all the way it would take like a minute and that's not good you know if you're going to be a main healer to your party you need to be able to heal you know almost constantly so going back and between the the healing and the draining of life from other characters is a very important key point. I think that's going to be the defining factor between a really good Moria player and someone that's not so good, just being able to toggle back between healing and damaging all the time. Just to do a bit of chip damage and also gain a lot of your healing back. She has this orb effect, which um, she can toggle between heal effect or damage effect, and it bounces across like walls and geometry so she can kind of ricochet off of a wall through a blind spot and then shoot a, a damaging damaging orb through it and then it'll it'll ricochet off that wall and then go right into the enemy's team doing significant amount of damage to uh to the enemies um and once she is actually getting attacked by let's say like a diver like a like a tracer or sombra or like a genji she can use that to either heal herself to try to keep herself up or use that as a as a way to just just kind of just try to kill the diver, uh, you know, just by herself. And she can do that pretty easily. I've done that many times when the tracer was trying to kill me. Uh, just using a heal orb to keep myself up while draining life from her uh, at the same time. Very effective. Uh, and she also has this short-range teleport thing, which kind of reminds me of Tracer's Blink, but she can actually use it to blink out of existence for a time. So let's say if you see a diva, uh, diva suit about to explode, you can actually shift and then you can just dodge that damage entirely. You can you can shift through Zarya's Graviton, giving you a lot of mobility and also a way to get away. Which is something like, Ken, I know you played a lot of Zanyeta like myself, and you know how it is hard to get away from someone that's trying to kill you, right? Oh yeah, unless you get your ultimate. Zanyeta, yeah. he's just going to float away. And the thing is, like, it feels bad to use your ultimate just to survive, right? You want to use that for a big team fight or something. Yeah, I I don't like using it for, to survive, and I don't like mm-hmm. using it to like rush myself to the payload when we're in overtime. I hate yeah, doing yeah. that, but I have yeah. done that just to keep it alive. 
Yeah, it's something that you have to do in those situations. But for Mora, she doesn't need to do that because she has A, an ability she can heal herself with very effectively, and B, an ability that'll that'll kind of get her out of danger and move her into places where the enemy might not suspect her to go. It doesn't have any verticality and the way she can teleport, but uh, the fact that she can phase herself out entirely and then kind of like go around the corner uh, during the time that where she's blinked out of existence is very, very powerful. She So her survivability, I would say, is just as good as Lucio, if not better in some ways, um, which is very, very important, I think, because when playing a support, you want to be able to survive. You know, you're, if you're dead, you're not healing anybody, right? So that's the most important thing. So uh, her ultimate is kind of, I think, the thing that seems most underwhelming to me outside of her entire kit. She shoots this, what is essentially a Kamehameha beam from fucking Dragon Ball Z. And uh, she heals her allies that are inside the beam and damages the opponents that are, you know, in the beam as well. So it's kind of like a two-for-one. But it's like this large beam that she can kind of cast around an area. So it's not like Zenyeda's like huge dome of ultimate healing. So it's not that good for healing. But if you're if some if your entire team is caught up in a graviton, if you want to just heal them directly, it'll do the job and it'll keep them alive mostly. Not through some of the big assaults, but um, pretty well. And if, as far as damage goes, you're not gonna be like just like killing Reinhardt and um, like uh, Roadhog with it, you know, just through one cast. But it does go through shield, adding a lot of pressure on your opponents. So if they're doing like a death ball themselves, you can really put on the pressure. But, um, yeah, I, I really like her as a hero. I think she fits into a spot that there is no other hero currently, which is, I think, the best way to go whenever you craft a new hero. You don't want someone that just comes out that does everything better or that does something everything worse than some other hero because that way the other hero would either become obsolete or the new hero just, you know, isn't played enough. So she fits an entirely new uh, new area uh, for different maps, I think. So very excited to see her in, uh, live and see how she fits uh, the meta, see how that goes. But, uh, yeah, very cool hero. Uh, very impressed. I will enjoy the fact that when she comes out for the first two weeks, <clears throat> that I won't have to be the pickup healer anymore. <laughs> well, you make it sound like they'll be, they're going to be holding down that left click, man. It's like they're probably going to be trying to play her like a DPS. No, no, but at the same time, we will have a healer. There's been a yeah. lot of matches where people yeah. just don't want to play heal. And while I enjoy playing Zen and, and Lucio, sometimes I want to attack. So Yeah, yeah you're going to see a lot of more as the first few weeks for sure. Ken, uh, you have a problem. You play quick play, and that is no man's land. What you have to do is you have to play mystery heroes because it forces people to sometimes play healers. Well, and that's then, fine and dandy, but if they don't want to play or they're not good at playing a healer, then it's just like not having a healer anyway. Anybody can play a fucking Mercy. I can't. I I can't play Mercy. I've tried several times. It's just it's not my style. I I I'm a Zen or a, or a Lucio. I've gotten back into Mercy. Man, I just it's, she's just not for me. I just don't like her style. Yeah, Mercy's fine. I understand what Drew is saying. She does have uh, the lower ceiling as far as healer efficiency. If you want to be decent at Mercy, you can get there faster than any other healer hero for sure. Uh, and that's a uh, that's good because I think one of the main selling points of Overwatch is that you don't have to be MLG, you know, three sixty no scope. DPS god in order to play the game and be good at it. You can play a different type of hero. You can play like a Reinhardt who a majority of the time just needs 
uh, spatial awareness around uh, his teammates, holding the holding his shield up, make sure to direct them in the right direction, and uh, be defensive most of the time. Or you can play a Mercy, who can literally just click once, and you can toggle on the beam on your uh, on your on your target, and just kind of keep healing them that way, and go back and forth, and learn the skills that way. So no aiming involved when playing Mercy, like ninety percent of the time. Or just play Lucio, you know, where you can just be playing Jet Set Radio by a shelf. <laughs> just, just gliding through the walls and then just like you know, just tagging up the sprays on the ceilings for no reason. I don't know. But, uh, I, I play it's, Lucio. It's I play Lucio. I almost always get a medal in kills. I'm just, a, I'm just an awesome Lucio player. What can I say? Yeah, so clearly. Nice. And lastly, I played a decent amount of Hob which I've been playing for review, which kind of makes me feel a little sad every time I boot it up. It's like, you know, made by Relic Games. It's like, oh. Runic. Runic Games, yeah, whatever. So, <laughs> not, to, not to disregard, like, you know, their closing and stuff like that, but uh, just like, you just boot it up and you just see the name of a developer that you respect that you enjoy their previous game and they're gone now and you're playing their last game. And I hear, like, new, ga- new sales of the game isn't even going to the developers anymore because uh, of that? Because uh, uh, Perfect World was the publisher and they own the rights to all of Runic's games now. That's depressing. Well, that's the contract the developer signed when they signed with Perfect World. Yeah. Yeah. You got you got to think about that shit when you when you do that stuff, you know? Yeah. I, I have a feeling the, the talented developers will find a new home one way or another, but uh, playing this game in particular, I don't know. It just, it just feels weird. And also, the, as for the game itself... I will say that uh, it's a solid platforming game, like a solid platforming Metrovania game kind of deal, where you unlock new powers with you know, your this like this golem hand that you have, and then you act, you're able to access new areas. There are certain like boss fights and things of that nature, um, but um, I don't know. It just feels very underwhelming in a lot of ways. It's it's solid. It's well made. But there is nothing about this game that sticks out to me at all. Not the art style, not the combat, not the environment. There's nothing about this game that I can say that seems to stand out from all the other numerous 3D platforming games or, you know, these kind of Metroidvania games that I played in the past. So it's, it's weird to me. Why don't they just try to make another... Um, Diablo S kind of game. They're they're torch like games. Really, well, fantastic. It, uh, one of the things a lot of people aren't talking about with this mm. closure is that most of the people that worked on Torchlight left Runic a while back. Uh, after Torchlight Two, I guess. Yeah, they went on okay. to do because Torchlight was originally, if you remember, it was a it it was a palette that they were building for a Diablo an style MMO. MMO yeah, and yeah. They, they were going to make an MMO, and they they made Torchlight, and they were going to use the revenue from Torchlight to make a Torchlight MMO, and then they were like, let's just make Torchlight two and add multiplayer, which they did, and it was fantastic. Yeah, they never went off to make that MMO they wanted to. Well, most of that, like I said, most of that team left. Yeah, Rude. I guess okay. to make all, make that MMO they wanted to, but the they can't Rogue, make a Torchlight now. They made Rogue Galaxy, I want to say, was the name of it? Rogue Galaxy? Isn't that a That's level PS2 five. game? I thought that was... It's Rogue something. Are you talking about Rogue Legacy, the roguelike? No, 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 no. Or Rebel, Rebel Galaxy? Is it Rebel Galaxy? Okay, maybe that's the one I'm thinking of. Maybe. Oh, really? Yeah, they're the ones that went off to make that, so... That's oh, why, I, I that's why Torchlight that MMO never happened. That was that like uh, space trucker game. Yeah, mm. yeah, it's quite good. 
Yeah. No, those, I, I never played that. Those guys you get it free on PlayStation. Sure. Well, can you still get it for free? No, because it was a PSN Plus one. So you had to get yeah. it in that month. At the time. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I um, who doesn't just grab the games, you know? I know somebody. download them. <laughs> hmm? I know somebody who doesn't. Who? Justin. Uh, well, well, and every wait. time, every time the, the game's coming, he's like, I'm not downloading that. I'm like, why? It's, it's, it's not a matter of downloading, just add it to your card and you have yeah, it. Yeah, you own uh, Okay. Free games, okay. whatever. I mean, you could try something and you might like it, and if you don't, what's the worst you did? Spend ten minutes downloading it? Yeah. Let's delete it. You don't have to download it, just add it to your account, and then you can download it or not download it forever. That's good. That's, that's the way you do it. Because I, down, I don't download most of the games for PS Plus most of the time anyway. I just add it to the cart and then I forget about it. It's in my library. And if I do want to play someday, I can just load it up. But as far as Hob, it's like, I look, I think about like Hand of Fate 2. It's like, oh, I'm, I'm kind of excited to see where that game goes next to see more of the quest and get new items and stuff like that, like loadouts for my character. But when I think about playing more of Hobbit, I don't get I don't get excited. I'm like, there's nothing more of that game that I would want to see. If if I wasn't reviewing that game, my playthrough would be done like right now, after playing just a few hours of it. But because I'm reviewing, I'm going to go back and see if there's more more to the game. But as far as in the first impression and um, something that just really makes me want to tell other people, oh, yeah, yeah, you should definitely take a look at this game. It has none of that. So huh. maybe that's one of the reasons why the game didn't sell well or whatever, but also it's it came out in like... bad time of year to come out in the rally. Well, yeah, 2017 in general is a bad year to come yeah. out of games, you know, if you're not the best of the best. Yeah. Uh, a game a game that is good this year is sometimes not good enough. A game that is decent is as, bl- is as bad. Is, is just Because the, the bar has been raised so high. And that's the unfortunate nature of things. And that's, I mean, for gamers as consumers, we're blessed. But for developers, the competitive nature of the market is just extreme. And, not that uh, it was I likely, I but... Not that it was actually likely, but can you imagine how Red Dead came out this year? <laughs> uh, Grand Theft? No, Red Dead. Red Dead. Red Dead, Red Dead, okay. Uh, yeah, Red Dead... I mean, oh, Red, Red Dead, Dead is his own beast. I don't think it would have to you know, play by anyone else's tune, you know? Uh, but it would have surely sunk some other ship along the path, right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, but I'm very glad those games are 2018 because 2018 already looks fucking amazing. Uh, Shaggy Pretty special yeah. as well, yeah. Yeah, it's like even the the first quarter of 2018 is gonna be legendary. So look forward to that. But that's basically it. You know, I've been just playing a decent chunk of Hand of Fate 2, uh, Hob, and um, Overwatch. Like. You know, I've been kind of like down on my health lately, so I've been trying. You know, when you're sick and you have a headache, the last thing you want to do is play video games. It just makes everything worse. So I've been trying to rest uh, and get my health back. Well, that's it. All right. So we'll move on to John, who is not going to spoil Assassin's Creed because it's stab him in the throat. Just, just, just spoil it, man. Nobody cares. Nobody cares. It's a terrible game. Um. Yeah. So, uh, do you want to talk about the X first? I mean, we can. I, I both both the games that I played were on the Xbox, pretty much. So. I, I I booted everything that had an enhanced patch just to see what it looked like. <laughs> yeah, Jesus. yeah. There's there was there was some nice ones in there. Um, so I take it you got yours on Tuesday as well. Yeah, I went to the midnight and then I stayed up till like well, four yes. four a.m. <laughs> I remember you messaging me uh, on the way home. Yeah. <laughs> I got mine delivered on the Tuesday morning, and. Uh, uh, it was. I'm glad. I don't say this very often, but 
when this launched, I took out two pre-orders. I took out one from the game, which is, as you know, our version of GameStop, and one from Amazon. And I decided to go with game, and boy, am I glad I did, because... Amazon. Uh, a lot of people in the UK didn't. Not well, get it happened. Consoles. It happened here too. I mean, Amazon really? is just Amazon is just terrible lately at release date delivery. Wow. Well, I, I mean, one of my, I've seen on Twitter some of my friends got it on the Wednesday. Uh, one of my friends uh, didn't. It didn't even work. It it just threw up an error um, when he tried to turn it on, so he had to send it back. Um, and it's pretty shocking. But I got mine on on the, the Tuesday. I'd already moved all of my games over to my now two external hard drives because, <laughs> God, we need some room on that thing. Um, and proceeded to try out things like Gears of War um, eventually. Uh, weirdly, I got a bug where I had to restart the console in order for it to bring up the options to switch between performance or quality. Um, I tried Fallout 3. That thing looks pretty darn good. And the loading times have dropped immensely. I'm not sure why anyone would want to go back, but it is nice that Bethesda have taken Oblivion and and, and Fallout 3 um, and given them a little bit of a, a boost, thanks to the X. But um, the, the two games that I played are visually unbelievable. Uh, so Assassin's Creed... Origins just looks spectacular. I'm not sure whether it's the resolution or the HDR, but that thing looks gorgeous. Um, it's it's also not a bad bloody game either. Um, it took a while to get used to. So the idea is is that this is uh, taking place uh, at least in the animus before any of the other games. Uh, this pre-dates uh, the original Assassin's Creed. Um, when you start off, at least so far anyway, there's no Creed. There's no Assassin's Creed. Um, you play as a chap called Bayek, who is an Egyptian Medjay, who is like a law enforcer. Um, his uh, son has been uh, murdered, and... It, he's basically, him and his wife are on a, a quest of revenge against the uh, five individuals who, who murdered his son. And the first thing that stands out is that Bayek's a really good character. That he's, There's a quality to him, um, probably on par with Ezio when it comes to kind of depth of character. Um, both him, uh, some of the communications and conversations between him and his wife and friends and villagers around the small village that he presides over um, really do a great job of world building, setting the scene and Bag is a really personable character um, very easy to um, root for him uh, doesn't really so far have any um, poor qualities like some of the previous, you know uh, Connor from Assassin's Creed 3 was a bit of a dick. Um, I mean, even Ezio in the first game, at least for the first few hours, was a, was a bit of a douche. But, you know, the whole point with his character was, would grow. But, um, the world just looks amazing. It's huge. And, I mean, you know, I'm eight hours in, maybe. 
I've just got to, or recently got to Alexandria, which is sort of the third area you go to. Um, and when you go onto the map and you pull out and you realise how big this world is, it's quite daunting. But it's enjoyable. There are some differences. Um, they've definitely gone for a Witcher vibe. Uh, the combat has changed dramatically, which I wasn't a fan of. When, when, first... you, when you say Witcher vibe, I, I need you to I'll, explain that to me. I'll, I will, don't worry. I'll okay. Um, so with the combat, the combat is no longer... Because uh, in the last few, they've been doing like the Batman thing, as you were speaking about earlier, the parry button, and then they attack and, and counters and things like that. That is gone. So you now have two attack buttons, uh, and oddly, they are on the shoulder buttons. So you've got R1 and R2. So R1 for a light attack. R2 for a heavy attack. You can raise your shield. Uh, you can parry with your shield, which leaves, the, an, if you time it right, an opening uh, to attack the enemy. It is much more thought out. You can't just get into a skirmish, count your way through it, and leave a load of dead bodies on the floor. You will get enemies with shields and different types of weapons all at the same time while you've probably got archers trying to help arrows at you. It is far more unforgiving much like The Witcher. Um, I, I still prefer the old style of combat. I still prefer that. Um, for me, playing Assassin's Creed wasn't... The combat was never its strong suit, but it never really bothered me. It was very functional. I didn't have to think too much about it. For me, it was exploring the world and, and opening up the story. Um, but that's a big, big change. Uh, you've also got... Um, a quest log that is a recommended level, so much like The Witcher, you can have a long list of quests that you can come across, and it will say recommended level 20, and it will tell you whether or not you should really do it. And even it, and again, much like The Witcher, if you have enemies that are too overpowered, you come across enemies maybe wandered into an area that's a bit OP, um, then you have a little skull above their head to tell you not to, um, to mess about with them. Um, you've also got like, and different weapons. Uh, you've got three kinds. You've got kind of normal, epic, and or normal, air, rare, and legendary. They're all color coded. Um, you can eventually, when you level up, you can carry like two of each kind of weapon. So you can have um, two bows and two uh, melee weapons, and you can flip between them with a, a press of your D pad. Um, you've also got things that are a staple of Assassin's Creed, so things like um, your poison darts and, and fire bombs and things like that, and they all uh, are unlockables in your skill tree. Um, it's it's definitely more difficult than a previous uh, Assassin's Creed game. Just through the combat, uh, you you do make the wrong turn and end up in the wrong encampment. You're overpowered incredibly quickly. Um, it's, again, it's not what I'd go to Assassin's Creed for. It has grown on me, um, but it's still not the way I'd prefer it. Um, Story-wise, uh, again, this is set in the, uh, or set prior to uh, any of the other games, and I assume we're going to see the forming of the Assassin's Creed at some point. Um, interestingly, this is linked to the film that came out a few years ago, the or last year, Michael Fassbender film. It's actually referenced. Is that a good thing or a bad thing? 
I thought that film was okay. It certainly could have been a lot better. And um, people moaned about the the animus in that because um, it, it wasn't a bed that you lied you laid in. It was like this thing that um, like a, like a gimbal that he was attached to. But I can see the point of that having um, a character lying in a bed is it's boring having him live out the actions of his memories on this thing while it's in suspended him in air makes it more interesting and it also kind of helps explain the bleeding effect which is something that's been in a lot of the assassin's creed games i didn't mind that bit it just wasn't the most interesting story um this is it's just I, I, there are a few nods and references to it um but it's i i you know uh, they are different time periods i think um, the animus time period in the film was more closer to Altair's time. This is like a thousand years before that or so. So, um, I mean, I'm enjoying it. It's um, it, it's interesting. Um, I'm not sure how big this game is. It certainly looks incredibly huge with, as I say, the map being rather large. It's not as full of, like, stupid collectibles and and bits and pieces not like where with previous games your map is just littered with question marks and markers and icons and there is definitely that there are definitely towers to climb and and uh, synchronization points it's just not as um it's it's not as overwhelming so it's a little bit more manageable uh, there's definitely some jank uh, not face removing jank but there is some Assassin's Creed jank in there. Um, there was one mission uh, that I had to steal a horse and cart, and those things do not control very well. And you have to be, you, you know, you're being chased by these uh, guys on horseback. They're firing arrows at you. You've got to get, rid of, get away from them. Turning and manoeuvring is not great. And I had, the horses had gone over the side of a bridge the cart was hanging on the road and the horses were just galloping on the side of the, the, the side of the bridge. And it was like, what the hell? <laughs> that sounds pretty so, fantastic to me. <laughs> so it's, it's definitely some of that. But it, overall, I'm enjoying it so far. The, the world and the story and the characters have definitely got me invested. Did, did, you, did you go over the part where you compare it to The Witcher 3 and then address nothing? Like why? Why did you compare it to what Witcher mean, Three? I don't, I don't see what, anything that makes it what, similar to Witcher Three. What you mean, like the quest system that I just explained to you, and the warnings that they did? It's not as in I don't. I'm not comparing it to Witcher Three. It's a different game. I'm comparing mm-hmm. it. They've taken some ideas from that, like the way that they present the quest logs. Like um, there's more crafting in this now. Obviously, he doesn't do magic or anything like that uh, as uh, as Gerald does in Witcher. Um, but there's a crafting element in regards to improving your uh, situation, your some of your um, your defenses and things like that. It's it's it is they've obviously taken something from that as a popular as Witcher was. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, it's not a one to one comparison, but you can see little snippets of it in there. Is would you say the open world itself is as enjoyable to explore as it was in Witcher Three? Densely populated with meaningful things. Uh, no, no. I mean, there's okay. certainly it, there's certainly meaningful things in there. It's nowhere near as densely populated. Um, 
it's certainly a huge map, but there are a lot of sort of sparse areas in between. Um, there, are, I'm only eight hours in. I, there's a lot of sand. Whereas with the Witcher, I guess you had different environments. You had the different areas. So you had Skellig that was very rainy and cold. You had the, the bogs, the forest, you know, all of the, the towns. There was a lot of variety there. And this is set in Egypt. So there are, uh, there's a lot of sand. There are settlements, small and big ones alike. And there are differences between the two. Um, but it, again, I don't think it's as overwhelming as the Witcher. I found the Witcher to be as good a game as it was very overwhelming when it comes to map, much like some of the old Assassin's Creed games and Ubisoft games in general. Um, this dials that down a little bit. Okay. Like, as someone that has actual disdain for the series after playing the first two games, well, first two and three, yeah, three games to completion, and since then I tried basically every other Assassin's Creed to date, at least gave it an hour or two of my time, and then just like, this is the same exact game as before. I get bored incredibly quickly. I understand that the combat system was changed. Mm. Walk you, into any... Go ahead. I was going to say, you, you got ninja there. You disappeared. Mm. Oh, did, did I? Yeah. Oh, what did you last hear? You were talking about the combat system. Oh, okay. So basically in the combat system in Assassin's Creed, uh, I will walk into a situation where I'm surrounded by 40 guys, and I will say, like, well, I'm going to be pressing triangle a lot of times. I'm going to kill all these guys. And that's this it. is very different. Yeah, yeah. That, 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 that sounds good to me. It's actually yeah. challenging. So, there you is, know. It's definitely more thought needed. And again, you get swamped and you, you, you're in trouble, regardless good. of how good. Um, powerful you are. So, I mean, it's still Assassin's Creed. It's still about the animus and the. I'm sure at some point, again, the Templars, although they've not been introduced yet, as I say, at this point, there's even no creed. Um, it's still that story, but they've made some uh, changes. Uh, and it might be for someone who does enjoy the kind of Witcher combat where it is more thought out. I don't think it's as deep, but it's certainly more thought out than it normally is. I think it might be worth another shot. Um, they're also doing these um, challenges. So... Um, at the moment, I think it's Day of Anubis or something. Anyway, um, some uh, opens up on the map, and it's like a time challenge. You go; it's a glitch in the in the animus. You go and you kind uh, of fight Anubis, and they're doing all of the gods. So Ra will be in their set, I'm sure. Um, what's annoying is that they're timed like uh, for about three or four days. At the moment, I'm level fourteen. Level 40 is the cap. This Anubis doesn't scale. So I'm fighting a level 40, which means I'm getting my ass kicked. And it's timed. And you have to do all of them to get a limited edition set, a complete set of this special armor. Now, it's only armor, but that's a bit unfair. You know, people are only just playing it. I've got probably another 20 hours to go before I reach level 40. By that time, that challenge will have ended. So that's a bit... It's nice that they're doing it, but it's also a bit daft that it's not scaling you. Um, not everyone's going to be playing at hardcore and up to level 40 already. So. Okay. Yeah. It's cool. I like the idea uh, that they've got these different challenges. We, uh, you know, they happen like once a week and uh, you defeat one of the gods, you get a bit of armour, um, you do all of them and you get a special set. It's it's quite cool, but again, not if you're only just starting the game. 
that's that's the thing. Like whenever people talk about like world map being huge, like that used to be a selling point for games. But now I think about games and like the world map is huge. And I'm just thinking about all the meaningless time, the amount of time it's going to take me to get from point A to point B, the time that I would have better spent doing something else more interesting. It's like it doesn't it doesn't interest me anymore. Like I want games that are more direct. You know, more more in a way where I can enjoy the best parts of the game without all the unnecessary fluff. And I feel like Assassin's Creed as a series has always not been that in particular. It's been the opposite, in fact. So I'll probably give it an hour, maybe. Maybe it's different. Maybe Uh, the combat will be the selling point. um, Unfortunately, um, I have to agree with a lot of people who have said you you can't give it an hour, you have to give it three or four, because I did not like the combat at all when I first started. Um, It took me a few hours before it grew on me. Um, Again, I still don't prefer it to the old style, but... Mm -hmm. Um, I hated it when I first started. Um, it, it has is, since got better. Uh, the question um, is: the Explorer mode that I heard about is that a thing? Like, is it already Not up? Yeah. Like, when, when's that coming up? Um, they said December, I think. December. At some point, so um, yeah, it's going to be a, a patch that they add in uh, later on. It's a free um, patch for everyone, right? Yes. Yeah. For okay. I I think when that patch comes in, I think that seems like a very drastically different kind of experience where you can just go out exploring, learn facts about the places that you're at. I really that sounds hope, that sounds cool. I really hope that they use Senua for that because the uh, taking control of your eagle is phenomenally great. It's so much fun. I didn't think tagging enemies would be this much fun, but. Um, when you basically, if you, uh, much like most Ubisoft games, like this, uh, it, you want to take over an encampment, you go and tag the enemies. You don't use have eagle vision um, in the sense that you did, but in previous games, you actually have an eagle with vision. And so you basically uh, press it up on your, your D-pad, you go into senua mode, and uh, she will uh, fly around, you control her, you can... Uh, she can even help in combat when she level her up, um, and that's it's. There's something pleasing about just flying through the air as an eagle with the sounds of the winds and the. Uh, uh, it's that's really cool. I'm hoping that that's how they let you do explorer mode because running from building to building might be a bit boring. But if you've got mm. someone who's got a bird's eye view, you know you can hold home in on the particular item, and that then launches the the educational part of it. That would be quite cool. We'll see. Uh, you said December, so maybe after the patches come out, I'll, I'll give the game a look, maybe a rental or something like that. But I'll wait on yeah. that till now. It's it's. By the way, it's Sinu, not Sinua. Sin, 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 this ain't no Hellblade, okay? Yeah, that's, that's all. Oh, I was, sorry, I was that's what I was thinking. Sinua, Sinu, Sinua, which is where the you start off in in that game. Sinua. It's like you know, hearing you talk about this game, I thought you were a lot further. I'm further than you. That that. Mm. The sand thing that you're that goes away. There's some shit, oh, okay. there's some shit in that game that's just jaw dropping. Especially like the hippodrome is amazing. Oh, that's my next mission. Yeah, that thing. Who you need to go inside that? Who? It does that, look very pretty. What's it called? The hippodrome. It's uh. The hippodrome. It's, it's essentially like <laughs> a racing arena. I got you. It sounded like I was like, God, is that something from Ninja Turtles? Yeah. Well, we'll talk about Ninja Turtles later, Drew. I know you're excited. Yes. <laughs> and the other game I played uh, a lot, or some of, is Battlefront 2. Oh, I, yeah. I've played I've played quite a bit of that. 
Is it that uh, also looks very nice. Is that an early access thing, or is the yeah, game Yeah, EA Access gives you a 10-hour trial, lets you play the first three missions of the campaign and multiplayer mm-hmm. as much as you want. Okay. Uh, the the multiplayer I'm enjoying, um, it's, it's really weird. Much like the first game, I am hit and miss with it, literally. Um, I'll have games where I do really, really well, particular maps that I do well on, and there are others that I don't do so well on. Uh, it still plays like Battlefront, the first game did. Uh, for in regards to like the shooting mechanics, they have changed with things like the star cards now and the loot boxes and and stuff like that. Um, it looks phenomenal on the X, almost photorealistic in some places. It just just is very very pretty, except for the cutscenes in the story mode. Um, the story mode uh, runs at HDR, looks really really nice. Um, it cuts to the cutscenes, and they've got some kind of cinematic film grain on it. It makes it like a bit look well. It's a bit of an eyesore, to be fair. After you've been playing in a first-person mode, really nice visuals where you know the, the the whites of the ship inside just look gleaming, and it looks truly authentic. And then you get a cutscene; it looks a bit muddy, which was a bit weird. I don't know if it's a, a bug or not. It's a resolution um, of the cutscenes. They're the same. Yeah. They're the same on PC. When you play the game in PC, and then you see a cutscene, you're like, "Ooh, what happened?" It's not. It doesn't. It, it does take you out of it a little bit. Um, but I mean, they say it's ten chapters, so I don't imagine that the the story mode is going to be extremely long. Probably a five six hour affair, which is what I expected. To be fair, it'll be interesting. Uh, I think the character is. Is an in, yeah, it's an interesting way of approaching a story, uh, having you start off on the bad side. Now, my guess is that she doesn't end up on the bad side because who wants a Star Wars game when you're playing the bad round? Or actually, sorry, there's probably quite a few people on that yeah. um, who'd want to try and sell the game where you're the bad round. Uh, but the it's a multiplayer stuff, and again, they, they've made changes to the beta where everyone you know, at the time was losing their shit because people could buy their way through uh, to, to, to being better, essentially. Uh, they have stripped that back. Uh, so there are four, I think, four or five, four different types of tier to the star cards. Now, your star cards are your powers that you can uh, uh, attach to your class. Um, so they all, each class has... Um, uh, two abilities and then an ultimate. And these style cards can help you um, increase the duration of the a certain ability or the reduce the cooldown time, things like that. Um, so these are all randomised in loot crates. Uh, you can't get the epic, you can't get the top tier unless you craft the materials to do it and have levelled up that particular, that particular class long enough um, uh, for you to be able to add it on. So, it's, again, it does stop the higher tiers being available to pay to win. Um, but that doesn't stop the other tiers below that. So, I'm not sure how that's going to play out. Um, you are going to get people who are going to blame other people for spending money on it and being better than them when they get shot in the head several times over. Um 
I don't know. That that's my one concern because the game itself plays really well. The maps are gorgeous. As you've got your your objective based conquest mode, so four, uh, twenty versus twenty over uh, large scale maps. Uh, you've got galactic battles this time round from the start. Uh, you've got heroes mode like you did in the first game, and you've got like a objective sixteen player and even like. Uh, I think there's a team deathmatch in there somewhere as well. You've got a lot of good modes. Um, there are a lot more heroes. All of the maps are going to be free. They've already announced the free stuff to set December to be linked uh, with the, the Last Jedi. Um, it's it's a it's it's a cool game. It plays really well. I'm just worried about the uh, the loot boxes. You were um, you were pretty insistent saying that you weren't going to buy this game. Where are you I at was. now? Um, I've already bought this game. Wow. <laughs> this is why I don't Pathetic lie to myself. is the word that I, w- I would use here. I've, Pathetic. I've, but knock yourself out. It's your money. Do whatever you want. I um, I, I played... I enjoy it. I, I, I'm I, enjoying... I, I didn't buy, yeah. did buy it for the multiplayer. I, I want the single-player story. I like Star Wars. I'm going to buy it. Um, <sighs> but, um, yeah, whether or not the, the loot boxing is a problem, I probably wouldn't have bought it had they not changed... The uh, their stance at least some of the way. Um, I still do not agree, and I won't buy any loot boxes. But how that affects the game over the long term, I don't know. That's I, all it took, huh? I, wow. I honestly don't care. I I am so tired of the conversation. I played this game in EA Access, and being a huge Star Wars fan, I mean, this is no different than the Muso games when you enjoy the 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 themes that they're putting out there. You strip away the Star Wars in this, and it's just another shooter. But I'm a huge Star Wars fan, and being able to assault, you know, droid armies on Kashyyyk is is just awesome. Mm-hmm. Especially the visual fidelity of this game, which, like Drew said earlier, the Frostbite engine is insane. It's mm. it is beautiful, and Star Wars does it better than I think any other game, maybe outside of Battlefield. Like it's just well, I I think it looks. I, I don't know whether it's because I have that point of reference of being Star Wars. Um, I, I I think uh, Battlefront just head uh, heads and shoulders above uh, Battlefield One. Um, but yes, that it is all down to the dice engine. But it isn't just the way it looks. It is the sounds. It is yep. um, the feel of it. The the environments. The the fact that you've got Tie Fighters and X Wings and all these things. Uh, as a Star Wars nerd, it is hugely enjoyable. And if it wasn't Star Wars, I wouldn't buy this. The the, the so, moment you know, the moment where I I bowcastered Darth Maul on Kashyyyk with with Chewbacca might have been like the pinnacle of that game for me. It was it was just so satisfying. I love I love the game. I'm having a ball with it. I like the classes. I like the maps. I like I love the game. The single player. Yeah, I'll probably blast through that. Like, I blasted through the missions that are available in EA Access in less than an hour. It's not going to be a long game. But it's something to do when I'm not... Because they do give you rewards for finishing the single-player missions, which I think is cool. I'm going to play... Yes, yes. I I understand. I understand you're just a fan of the of the series, the game that you enjoy, and uh, no one should tell you not to buy something. No one should tell you not to enjoy something. But... The fact of the matter is, when you purchase games that are perpetuating like these anti-consumer practices with these loot boxes, you are part of you know you're just basically pushing their agenda forward, saying that like yeah this is okay even if you don't buy the loot boxes 
buying the game itself is an admission of saying that this is this is fine. And if you're saying that you don't care about those things and that doesn't matter to you, and that's how you're 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 figuring out this whole thing, that's fine, dude. That you go you go with your gut, you go and do what you want. But don't complain later down, you know, after you pay your money and you voted what you want, saying that this is okay. As it gets worse and worse and worse, and they just are emboldened to push these practices into more and more games. Don't go later down the line and say like, "Oh man, I can't believe they're doing more of this." Because no, you you clearly said you don't care. You don't care what they do. You don't care about what this might happen to the gaming industry and how this might go pushing forward. So that's fine. But if that's your stance, just live by it. The that's why they don't like this- your decision, John. You made a point. You spoke out in anger. You had a whole rant of like five minutes talking about how disgusting this was. And then after they made one tiny compromise, not even the whole thing, but one tiny compromise, you double back and you just buy the game immediately. Not even just buy about Shadow of War at that point. But the, the, the problem is, is that I, I, you know, yes, absolutely. By buying the game, you aren't, I don't think you are necessarily saying it's okay to do what they do um, because that, They'll still make money either way, but the the problem is is that if that's going if that's the stance you take, good luck buying games in twenty eighteen because that's all that's going to be. No, there's there's plenty of games that are not going to have that. <sighs> plenty of games, I've... but I know what you're saying too. It's a hard snap stick. I never said it was easy, but I mean, Ken has been on this side of the fence the whole time, and I I you know I can appreciate his honesty. Him saying that he doesn't care, and he also we're all in this position where we're all sick of talking about this shit. Nobody wants to talk about. It. I just want to talk about how fucking good games are because we're in 2017, one of the best years of gaming ever. And that's what I want to champion. That's what I want to talk about. But these things are important to talk about because they shape the way, they shape the games that we're going to be playing in the future. And that's that's what matters to me in a lot of ways. So when you when you flip flop, that really disappoints me, John. Like I, I well, gotta say, like, sorry, I, I, I respected you more than this. Uh, sorry about that, buddy. <laughs> it's, it's all right. It's all right. But like, man, I don't know. I. Uh... Whatever, I'm having fun. I'm not. I'm not gonna be that guy standing on the side with my little picket sign, being miserable. I'm gonna be the guy over here shooting fucking Wookies and Ewoks and and Kashyyyk because I don't give a shit. <laughs> that's fine, dude. That's that's. I I enjoy the hell out of that game. I I don't care. I I will never buy a loot box. I I don't. Outside of Overwatch, I don't spend money on that shit. But they are the things that I played this week. All right. Um, and obviously, uh, I did try a few bits. As I said, I I loaded up some things uh, that were Xbox enhanced. Kind of pissed about the fact that um, the that the whole insinuation would be that Forza Horizon Three got a 4K update at launch, and they've now said no, that's going to happen in January. Um, so it makes me think they want people to. It, try and sell a few more extra copies of uh, Forza 7. Uh, but I can wait. Um, there's, there's certainly uh, some nice-looking games out there on that system right now. And um, not all of them are uh, Xbox One games <laughs> this gen, which is, is quite interesting. Yeah. Mirror's Edge as well. That was like, wow, Mirror's Edge? What? I, I think the bigger that- shock was Skate 3. I think that was a bigger shock. Well, yeah. I guess, yeah. I mean, but That's come it. on. Can we not, can we not, can we not, like, 
relish in the fact that Ninja Gaiden Black runs at 4K native resolution at 60 frames a second <laughs> without dropping a beat. Oh my! Pretty impressive. Oh, the Xbox God. game? Yeah, the original Xbox game runs at full 4K native resolution, 60 frames a second. Mm. Is there any option on there to put, obviously, do it widescreen? So really, really, really... It is really widescreen. Uh, Ninja, Gaiden Black, it Ninja Gaiden Black was rendered at, at uh, 16 uh, by 9. Yeah. It must just be KOTOR then. Yeah, no, no, if the game... You can't stretch it if the game was originally 4x3, and certain Xbox games were rendered at widescreen but not all of them. And I think Ninja Gaiden Black is the only one that is running in widescreen in this. Black runs at a semi-widescreen, but that game is not very good. So <laughs> I also, oddly, um, ended up with Psychonauts in my list, where I've never bought that thing, Jelly. That was weird. You sure you didn't buy it on the 360? No, no never. Oh, the version that we played for Phoenix Down was a PC version. Because um, hmm. at the well, no, I couldn't have bought it digitally because it only became available digitally when they launched the backwards compatible. No, um, no, it was it was purchasable on 360. Well, I definitely didn't buy it, um, which well, that was weird. So I don't, and I thought that well, maybe it's the Game Pass, but no, because that's um, Ninja Gaiden. That's not in Game Pass, only Ninja Gaiden. So. Yeah, Ninja Although Gaiden's I'm, the only one in Game Pass. That was that was super weird. So I downloaded it just before they realised the mistake. So. I didn't play anything specific this week, but I played a lot of things. I I put that system through its ringers, which I said I was going to do. Um, there are truly some developers out there that did the work. Um, I finished Wolfenstein. Holy shit. That game went from being kind of muddy mm-hmm. to being incredible. It runs at almost native 4K constantly. I've seen the digital foundry thing, and it, yeah, they made a big difference. It is it is massively changed from the original Xbox version. That that game looks incredible. Another one that did a really good Bethesda's been on the ball. Uh, Evil Within Two, I booted that back up. Oh my god! <laughs> like <laughs> that game looks incredible now. Um, also, we didn't talk about it, but. Can I just say that I really appreciated that the Evil Within ended with a big crazy boss? Like, games just don't do that anymore. And <laughs> that boss freaked... That thing was creepy, man. And I got to see it, it in 4K yeah. now. And oh my god. Whew! One, one thing that did slightly annoy me is that... Um, I've heard that some games require you to download something from a, the store to, to get the 4K... That seems like counterintuitive. No, there's there were zero games I had to download anything from the store. The only one that you have to download something for, and it's optional, is uh, Shadow of War. Oh, that must mean what? Yeah, that's probably what. So Shadow of War, in. the game itself will be in 4K, but the original cutscenes were rendered in 1080. Uh, you well, can um, you can download the 4K cutscenes if you want. It's like 20 gigs. Wow. So, but I mean, at least it's not. Quantum Break, which are 75. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you can either stream them or download them. It's your choice, but wow. uh, I did boot up that game. That game looks a hell of a lot better. That's one of those games that even on PC it had trouble running 
because it was just it was I don't know if it was poorly built or what. It's but, poorly optimized. Yeah. yeah, but now on the X that game looks incredible. Still doesn't run at sixty, which sucks, but it looks a hell of a lot better. Um, I tested a lot of games that didn't get patches, um, that are just benefiting from the the more power and things like that, and that's kind of a big change. So like Doom now runs at full native 1080p 60fps without dropping a beat. And that's incredible to look at. There is a patch coming for 4K. I will play through that game again. Um, Fallout 4 was another one that I booted up that did not have a patch. Uh, that game ran at dynamic resolution and frame rate, and now it's sharp. I mean, it's super sharp. I would be very interested to see them do a real patch for that. Uh, Madden's patch was unbelievable. Like, that feels like a different game now when I play it. It's just... Is it... I mean, the resolution doesn't make it feel like a different game. Is it the is it the frame rate that changed a lot? Yeah. So in Madden, mm. it ran at thirty before. Now uh-huh. it runs at sixty. Nice, huge difference. And Excellent. it it is beautiful. Uh, I did the Gears of War test between um, performance and visuals. That game looks really good at four K, but I played it on PC when it came out, and playing Gears campaign at sixty FPS is glorious. That. Uh, that's really nice. Tomb Raider, really good job on that one. Ghost Recon on the Xbox One. I know, Drew, we played a lot of this game. That update for that game, holy shit. Like, that game looks incredible now. Uh, the Division was another one I booted up. That game has not had a patch, but again, it was one of those ones that ran at dynamic resolution. And now that it's at full 1080p, holy god, I would really like to see them patch that game. Uh, I don't know. Ubisoft's been really good about patching their stuff. They've patched everything except for Division and For Honor. And Division I've got is. They have patched For Honor. Um, no, it doesn't show up in my list, so they oh. supposedly haven't patched it. Uh, Activision went back and stealth patched Infinite Warfare. So they did that to the pro, though, didn't they? So it shouldn't have been too difficult. Yeah, thought. but I I booted that up. Wow. <laughs> Both of the Call of Duty games, World War II looks really good uh, running on the X, as does Call of Duty Infinite Warfare. Um, I booted up a lot of the Xbox originals, seeing those run at 4K native is really nice. Um, Injustice 2 got its 4K patch. That game already looked incredible. And wow, just the just the clean you know, 4K resolution on that game is just... Oh, it looks so good. Um... I did play some new games. I played Super Lucky's Tale, which I'm really enjoying that game a oh, lot. I, I played that as well, actually. That, I forgot about that. Well, I got that on launch, and it's very colourful, but they need to sort of jump out. Yeah, I, I, I think it's because that game was built for VR, so some of the... But it's a different game, though, isn't it? It's not the same game. Eh, it's kind of the same engine, though. Well, I, my biggest problem with it is that um, there is a 3D platformer where the jumps aren't are off slightly, cause problems for me. Sure, sure, sure. Um, but I still I'm enjoying that game. I think it's I think it's just I'll use it's very cheerful. I'll use Drew, I'll use Drew's word of charming. The game is super charming. Like the fact that if you start a level and you don't touch the controller for a second. The camera will zoom in on him, and he'll just be, like, smiling at the camera. Mm-hmm. It's just one of the cutest damn things I've ever seen. Um, 
Here's a shocker. Uh, Mafia 3 got a patch for the X. And again, it just goes to show you how underpowered the original Xbox One hardware was to see some of these games running now. They just look really, really good. Uh, Killer Instinct looks incredible. Uh, Titanfall 2 looks incredible. Oh, I haven't played that yet. Yeah, they, they, when they first patched it, it wasn't great. Um, but then they put on another patch to fix it, and it's... So, so is there any games that you tested that didn't look better, or you didn't see any notable improvements? Because I'm, I'm seeing the pattern here. X game looks great. X game looks better. So, you know, it's like any, anything of note otherwise, like... Just Cause Earth? 3? Still. <laughs> Just Cause 3? Wait, still does not? No, Just Cause 3 didn't get patched, but... Um, and, and this is where the conversation will come into play. Everything in that game was CPU bound, not GPU bound. Yeah. So it still slows down um, quite frequently. Makes sense. So that's the one that I've booted that wasn't that impressive. Um, yeah. Overwatch. You know, Overwatch didn't it's, change. It's, well, yeah, it's, still well, it's weird that you're naming games that I'm like, didn't that come on 360? It's just how long this fucking consoles have been out. Yeah, they've been around a while. They've been around for four fucking years. Going on five. I'll tell you one I was shocked to see get a patch was Marvel Capcom Infinite, and that really cleaned that game up nice, visually. Um, Does it make the characters look better than, like, Claymation? Because, man, some of them look rough. No, they didn't patch the look of them. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I did spend some time playing Sonic Forces. How was that? I, I made a bear. Nice. I have a red bear with a Jet Set Radio goggles and and shoes on. And does he run fast? He does. He's uh, you, he's he's yeah, he's he's flying through them levels. That game is weird. I like that game is like I like it one level, the next level I don't. It's it's a weird game. I don't know. I don't hate it as much as the internet seems to, but at the same time, after Sonic Mania, it's just it's hard. Remember, it was going to be a tough job. What was the Sonic game that was on the 3DS and the Wii U? Colors. Colors. No, no, no. That was Wii. Lost World. Lost World. Wii U. That was pretty good. It was okay. I didn't mind it. Forces is... That, that's exactly my feeling on Forces. It's okay. You don't mind it. I don't mind it. It's fine. Okay. Oh, I did boot up the Surge to see it run at 60. I still can't play the Surge. That game just whoops my ass, but looks real nice at 60 FPS. Mm. This is, is one game I'd like to go and play. The Surge? Yeah. yeah. It's, not, it's not great from my, my playthrough. It's, oh, it's, play the, the it's game, exactly but. the level you expect it to be if you played Lords of the Fallen. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. I like Lords of the Fallen. Fuck it. Yeah. But no, <laughs> I was... I was slightly uh, just disappointed in the fact that the UI didn't get uh, like a 4K overhaul, and that would have been nice. And also, it's although it is slightly faster um, uh, to operate, I still find navigating through, and it must be worse for you, Ken, because the amount of games you've got, but I find that navigating through it catch-up time is a pain in the ass for the images to pop up. It's slightly frustrating. Yeah, it takes a half a second. It doesn't really... I guess it doesn't really bother me. I mean, it's the same on PlayStation Four. If I scroll down through my giant library, I mean, it's, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's that's a lot to cache. So, mm. I mean, most people don't. You know, it goes back to that problem you were talking about with getting a second hard drive. Most people don't have that problem. Most people don't have 
a hundred games installed. <laughs> I, was, I was just pissed because I had the original S, so I had two terabyte uh, hard drive built in. Um, this obviously only has the one, even the Scorpio edition. So it was like I was going to have to buy it along with the extra assets that the 4K stuff was going to have. So it, was, it seemed worthwhile again too. So I got two external drives plugged into that thing. You should just, it, truthfully, you should not have two plugged into it. I've noticed a lot of issues when I have two plugged into it, so I just bought a one eight terabyte, and my stuff <laughs> seems to run faster. Yeah, well, like, I'm, I, I, I'm not paying 200 odd quid for one of those. There's you the guys hear that noise, by the yeah, way? There's yeah, that Defender, Defender again. Defender, somebody Defender. I, I think that's you, man. Mute yourself for a second. I was muted. Oh, God, it got much worse. <laughs> <laughs> like hey. unplug your mic and then plug it back in or something. Somebody, yeah, pretty extreme. Somebody is playing Defender. No, I just, I just want to say that I'm very happy with this machine. I great. I think it's. Oh, I did, I did get a folly controller. I'd send it back. Oh, that sucks. Yeah, so that sucks. Um, yeah, so I um, got the controller. The thing weighs a bloody ton as well. That thing is heavy. It's dense. Um, it's very dense. <laughs> um, the, the controller, the A button sticks. So it's like, oh, this is a problem. So I went on to chat and I've sent it back. They're going to hopefully replace it. Well, hopefully they do because it's a limited edition one. So Scorpio. Yeah, it's so limited. It just says Project Scorpio. It's so stupid. I do like the black buttons on it, though. Yeah, it's, 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 I, don't know. I, I bought that version because, you know, it was the same price. Why not? But, mm-hmm. like... I got a vertical stand that I put in the closet because I place my consoles horizontally. So, yeah, same here. Yeah, I do like the box, although I won't keep it. I don't keep any boxes, but I like the fact that the box looks like the original Xbox box. That was cool. About um, the same size as well. Yeah, it, it, oh, the original Xbox. Yeah, yeah, it's it's, it's pretty big. But you know, having played the Xbox One X now and seeing the the very very vast improvement over the Xbox One. Uh, in the in the size and scope and in terms of resolution and also in frame rates and a lot of these games, where do you think Microsoft goes from here uh, for the uh, next iteration? We will we will talk about that in news. There there is a oh, big conversation okay. to have about that in news. Ooh, excellent. Um, but no, I'm I'm very happy. I've spent a lot of time playing with it this week. I for you know I'm so sick of the articles of who is this for, who is this for. There's a lot of people that this is for. There are a lot of people that don't like to play PC games, and I don't understand why that's so hard to fathom. Um, Yes, a PC that you spend a lot of money to build will run all of these games much better. It'll also be double the price. You know, and... But that's not even the argument. If you're... You know, I've heard conversations of people like, well, if you're interested in power, why aren't you building a PC? And I'm like, you know, that... That is just not how the world works. Some people just don't want to do that. They want, you know, the PlayStation guys that wanted better systems, they bought a Pro, and I'm sure they're thrilled with it. I mean, the Pro runs games that usually right around 1440p, which is super nice, even on a 4K screen. Mm-hmm. You know, that stuff looks it's good. A, it's the convenience of having a box under the TV that you put a disc in and you play. That argument is very valid. Yeah. yeah. I think coming from uh, predominantly, uh, you know, I guess uh, an advocate of PC gaming, right? It's as simple as this to other PC gamers out there that are befuddled and don't understand why the people are choosing the Xbox One X over building their own PC. Is as simple of a concept as you buying a new video card. 
That's it. That's the upgrade that you're making. You're buying a brand new video card. You're able to test out all these games before that you were struggling to run that had these frame rate drops. Now you're able to see these games in much better visual fidelity. And that's great. That's an upgrade that you made. That's a singular purchase that you made. You plot it into your system and boom, now it's better. That's exactly what the Xbox One yeah. uh, people have and done. Let, let's not forget that the Xbox One did play all those modern platform games at a lower resolution than the PlayStation. It was less powerful. Yeah. And that, that means that those people that felt a little bit, I guess, just annoyed by that have, have now got an option at least if they want to take it. Yeah, I, I think I think that was a one of my biggest... One, but... I mean, it, that was one of the biggest things for me is that, you know... About a year into this generation, I made the decision to stick with Xbox. And it, this was before they announced these mid-generation upgrades. So now, having all of these games on this system and having a machine that can play them properly and really, really well feels good. It just feels good to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. You, don't have to, you don't have to think about like how you might be getting a good experience out of your games anymore, which is a reality of a lot of these Xbox One games previously. That's not the case with the Xbox One X anymore. The thing, the difference between the PlayStation 4 Pro and the Xbox One X is thus, okay? If you want to get the best experience out of PlayStation 4 exclusive games, you can't get that in PC. Because they don't have those games on PC. They're limited to the PS4 console. So having a PS4 Pro allows you to have the best experience with set games. But for Xbox One games, if you want the best experience for set games, then the Xbox One X proposes an excellent, excellent, excellent way to play those games at a very high fidelity, but it won't be the best. But the thing about that factor is that, yes, you can build a computer, but at the same time, if you want the best of the best of the best, if that's your argument, that you want to get like a 1080 Ti SLI system with the best, you know, like 32, well, like, I guess it's more like 128 gigabytes of RAM nowadays. That's more of a thing. Uh, and then you want to SSD everything. If you want that, yeah, if you have the means, by all means, go there. But 90% of the people in the world won't have that option even available to them as something that's physically responsible. So because of the reality of the situation, the Xbox One X proposes an excellent value in what you can get. And that's the way I see it. Like, I, I consider... I mean, I have a video card in my system that's way more powerful. It's 50% more powerful than the uh, teraflops that's putting out on the Xbox One X. But that doesn't matter because I spent $500 on that video card by itself. You know, there was an investment to be made. But because I am someone that, you know takes pride in building systems and stuff like that, that works for me. But for a lot of people, those things are obstacles. Those things are things that are in the way, in their, in their, in their path to enjoying games. So don't believe and don't try to fit everyone into the same mold that you're in because that's not how the world works, my friend. So just, just get over that shit. It's, get over it. It's, it's good to have options. All right? That's, that's all I say. Let people enjoy things. Shut up about it. We're done. Pretty mm-hmm. much. That's pretty much the way it should be, and yeah. you know, I, I was thinking the other day, my PC fan started, you know, flying up and going off, and I was like, well, if I have to replace this PC, and I sat down, and I thought about it, I'm like, you know what, I'm just gonna go buy a business unit, because that's all I use it for. I don't game on it, so. Sure. That's just yeah. That's just the decision that I would make the next time I buy a PC. I'll spend two hundred dollars as opposed to twelve hundred. But 
please don't throw away your PC just because your fans get slapped. No, 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 no. I just, I, it was just a thought that crossed my mind because I heard it and I'm like, well, <laughs> okay. eventually this okay. thing will die. Okay. So, because your PC is quite powerful and quite expensive, it would be a shame for you to throw it away because a fan got loud. No, 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 no. That's an no. easy fix. It's ridiculous. Yeah. No, no, I know that, but the, okay, it was just, cool. it was just a thought that came to my head. Is like the next time that I buy a PC, I probably will not buy a gaming PC. Yeah, yeah, so. I hear you. But no, that's that's what I spent most of my week doing. I'm I'm extremely happy with the machine. I'm looking forward to playing more games on it. I'm looking forward to seeing more patches. Like John said, they promised us Forza Horizon. That's that's one. I I got a lot of shit on Twitter when I asked about Recore, which I would like to see that because I played that I, on PC. I thought that was meant to be loaded. It wasn't, but I played that on PC, and that game at 60 frames a second is beautiful. So I I want that on my Xbox. So, but uh, I'm I'm very happy, and now I can finally sit down and actually play a lot of these games. And you know, the last month's been great. I felt good. I finished Wolfenstein. I finished Evil Within. I finished Mario Odyssey. Mm-hmm. Man, all three really, really good games. Yeah, yeah. So I'm looking good to see you turn around on Wolfenstein too, because I thought you were you're feeling very disappointed with the game early on, but you've seen the crazy things that I was alluding to, right? I, I, and how that game goes. I I eventually just shot it down to easy. So that I didn't have to think about the gameplay because the gameplay I still don't think is okay. Great. Sure, sure, sure. But the story that plays out throughout that game, it, you're right. It does end abruptly, but goddamn, that was a satisfying way to end that game. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? I'm excited for Wolfenstein Three. I'm not sure about you. But... Yeah, no, I I want to I want to play that because like the last level, there's really nothing you do. You walk and you press a button and that's it. But man, that is satisfying what you do when you press that button. <laughs> yeah. But no, I, I feel good. I Evil Within shot up on my list after I finished it. I really like that game. I'm yep. enjoying Mario. I want to get back to Mario. I just need to. I need to dig into some more Assassin's Creed. I'm enjoying that. Uh, and then I've got Star Wars coming up to play through that. So it's a good year. And I and you know this might finally be the year that I play Okami. I still haven't played it. Oh yeah, that's that's next week, isn't it? No, no, it's December. Oh, okay. So but speaking of um, next week, John, let's talk about what's coming out next week. Segway. Hey. <clears throat> Didn't even mean it. There's a lot of games coming out next week. So let's run them down. We've got Ben 10. I know you're excited. Yay. Uh, Bioshock 10th Anniversary Edition, Ultimate Collector's Edition. Uh, Another one. I guess. Cat Quest. <laughs> Uh, the expansion for City Skylines Snowfall is out this week. Uh, De Blob, another THQ Nordic remaster. Uh, Drew's going to chime in. De Blob is alright. I like the second one better. They should have remastered the second one. The second one it was better. had a better soundtrack. That yeah. soundtrack was great in those games. Uh, Demon Gaze 2. Oh, actually, Ken, did you look into that game for me? I sent an email, but I haven't heard anything back yet. From Nissan, really? That's weird. Yeah, that's okay. kind of shocking. It uh, is. Farming Simulator 17, the Platinum Edition. Hell yeah. Here's one I bet you forgot was coming out this week. L.A. Noir. That's the one I was asking about. I'm sure I thought it was this week. Yeah, L.A. Noir is but out this week. I will get that, but I probably won't get that at launch. That might be a sale job. Uh, Lego Marvel Super Heroes 2. Oh, Hello. Uh, hello. Hello. 
knew. I forgot that was coming out. Uh, Outlast. I'm sorry, Outcast. Second Contact. Professional Farmer 2017 Gold Edition and oh, profession, Professional Farmer colon American Dream, the Death de Rose Edition. Sorry. Man, Drew is so excited for this game. You, know, you guys don't even know. Uh, Realms of Arcania, Blade of Destiny. Okay. Road Rage, mm-hmm. I am excited for this game. I don't know if anybody's seen this game. It's basically Road Rash Reimagined. It's out on Steam Early Access right now. You should check it out. Nah. Alright, no Road Rash fans here. That's fine. Star Wars Battlefront 2. Uh, if you buy the Elite Trooper Deluxe Edition, you can play it on Tuesday. Otherwise, you can play it on Friday. <sighs> Transport Giant. Okay, moving on. Trove Adventures. Trove, okay. Uh, Warframe The Plains of Eidolon is launching on console this week. I think I'm going to dive back into that game now. That that uh, expansion looks cool. Uh, crawl. Not Crawling in the Dark by Hoobastank, but just Crawl. Crawl's been out for a long time on Steam. Uh, it's coming to console this week. Schoolgirl Zombie Hunter. <laughs> Yay! Right. The Elder Scrolls V Skyrim VR. Mm-hmm. The Sims 4 for consoles. <laughs> Don't buy that game. Tricky Towers. Do you buy that game? That's quite cool. What's uh, that coming out on? PS4. That's all, I've got that on PS4 like about three months ago. Ashes Cricket Cricket. Did you try to correct your pronunciation? I did. I was, it's going to be cricket? 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 Yeah. Uh, That's probably going to be shit. Aquatica turtle racing. <laughs> turtle racing? Well, actually, you know, turtles do move very fast in water. Turtle so, racing. Yeah, maybe. Uh, here's one I bet you forgot about. Drew's going to be like, oh, yeah? Pokemon Ultra Moon and Ultra Sun... Yeah. Are out this Nintendo week. Which Those means, are coming. Which means if we get it from Nintendo, it won't be till launch day, so there's always that. Did, did anyone want to actually cover that game at this point? Drew will. Nah, it Drew? doesn't matter to me, sure. Drew, okay, likes, sure. Drew likes the Pokemon. Pokemon! I already reviewed the first one. This is I don't know what they add in this one. That's a new area, I think. Uh, is that it? It's probably at the very end, so I had to put 40 fucking hours into yeah, it before I get to it, and of course... Uh, all the all the indie games are hitting Switch again this week. Switch is getting a lot of indie games. So this week they're getting Batman, the Telltale series, Little Do 2 Plus. Sorry, It'll Do 2 Plus. Damn, I can't say that What's... game. It's like Zelda, kind of. Uh, okay. uh, Lumo, Pinball FX3, Rhyme, Rocket League, oh. Wow, Antiqua Lost, Ginger Beyond the Crystal. Ginger. What? It's a 3D platformer. It's been out on everything else for a while. Okay. Uh, Skyrim, which we have somebody reviewing that, by the way, just FYI. Uh, and V, 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 V. Jeez, that game's like, what, seven years old at this point? 
Yeah, that's an old game. Wow. Probably older than that. I'm I'm looking up ginger behind the crystals, and then it's not what I was thinking of. Yeah, it's like a little ginger at all. It's a little blue guy, like a Smurf. He looks kind of like a Smurf and a snork had a baby. That's yeah, yeah. Why do you call it ginger? Whatever. (sighs) I don't know. All right, PC games with great names. (laughs) I got some good ones. Uh, Moose Invasion. Okay. Uh, Mystery Stone from Heaven. <laughs> Rasty Pelican. <laughs> Ra- what? Rasty Rast- Pelican. Rasty. How about Save the Halloween? I'm, right. s- I'm saving the best one for last. Uh, Super Boxman Ultra. That's pretty good. Alright, you ready? You ready? Sure. There is a genie in my Szechuan sauce. <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking that up. Oh, man. There is a genie. Can you spell Sheshwan? Can you spell that? No, Google can correct it for me. <laughs> Thanks, Google. There is a genie in my Sheshwan sauce. Bloody ridiculous. Oh, man. That's good stuff. All right. News, 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 news. Let's just get it out of the way first, Drew. Yep. How's your boner? Uh, pretty hard. Oh, here it comes. The Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles are coming to Injustice 2. All four of them? All four of them. As one playable character? Yep. Uh, they also announced Enchantress, which we kind of already knew she was coming, and then, of course, they the Adam was already announced. But, yeah, that's, uh, that's pretty great. Like, what a way to end the character pass for that game than the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. That was a big one, yeah. Yeah. Um, what else is... There's not a lot of news. Sorry. Doom came out on the Switch. Unfortunately, we don't have the person on the show that is playing it. But he seems pretty impressed with it. So there's that. Did Smite get an RPG mode? Huh? I kept hearing about this. And I guess it was coming this week. Hmm. So I'm unfamiliar with the series. I don't. I don't know. Yeah, I remember reading about that. I know that they were doing like this other offshoot of Smite. I can't remember what the name of it was. There's I a. I kept seeing like add-on packs. Uh, well, there's a card just... game that's coming. Yes, out. that was it. Yeah, but yeah. this is an actual add-on for Smite. You play in the third-person mode, but it's like a adventure RPG kind of game. I don't know. Weird. Uh, EA bought uh, Respawn Entertainment. That's <laughs> yeah, bye. Titanfall Two was a really great game. Just like, didn't have um, any of these issues much, that we're talking about today. Yeah, how much better would have been had they had loot boxes? So I wonder if uh, Vince Ampella is going to leave again. <laughs> he should oh, probably. Who was it who left? That was Activision. Him, was it? It was Activision. Oh, I see. What you mean. So, because there's only one of them now. It was the other guy, Jason West, wasn't it? He's no longer with them. Yeah, he left games entirely, didn't he? Yeah, think so. But yeah, that's like I talk about history repeating itself. What do you think is going to happen? Other than the fact that he's just got a massive fucking paycheck, but you know. Uh, I, I, I think when it comes to Titanfall 2, there was a lot of things working against it. One of which yes. was. 
Uh, well, well, that's EA published, and then they didn't do a very good job marketing the game, by the way, no. which is kind of funny because because of that, Titanfall didn't Titanfall two didn't do as well. Now Respawn is getting bought by the very publisher that didn't market their game well, leading to their closing. Well, leading to them kind of being in the market for being bought. So wait, anyway, that's that's like another conspiracy theory like thing that I won't. Well, get also, into. it's worth noting that Respawn, if you remember, is working on a Star Wars game for EA as well. I just. I think it's just a bit sucky. The timing is... I know that the story goes that they EA had to make an offer within 30 days of this Chinese company that they made an offer, but the timing really bloody sucks after what they just did, and it's like... It seems real harsh, but, you know... Yeah, well, we'll have layoff news later, unfortunately. It's not a good week for that. Nope. Hmm. Um... What we were talking about earlier with Xbox and what they're doing next, Phil Spencer did an interview with, I believe it was CNBC, and he said that now that the X has launched, their next step is that they're going to start spending money on opening first-party studios as well as acquiring other studios to bring in-house for first-party development. So they are, in 2018, their their mandate is to go out and spend a bunch of money on first-party games. So. Well, they've solved their biggest problem at the moment. Yep, absolutely, because now they have the multi-plat machine that apparently Digital Foundry will say is the best version, so now they just need to get some original games on that machine. So, um, But the thing is, if they get the first-party developers in 2018, when should we expect said games to I come out? I think some of those said games are already in development that they haven't announced mm-hmm. yet, so I think we'll see maybe one, maybe two new games for 2018, and then 2019 and 2020 was when we'll see the fruits of this endeavor. I hope so. I would also like to see games like, like RPGs, like JRPGs and things like that that they were doing with 360. Maybe try to get some more of a variance in the games that they have on the on the, mar- on the market as far as first party goes. Yeah, he, um, um, he nothing has still come from that trip that he made over to Tokyo. He spent like uh, two weeks over there, and there mm-hmm. are things coming from that, but they haven't said what they are yet. Yeah, yeah, I, I'm I'm hoping something good because of uh, I think the 360 because of the dominance that it, it enjoyed, it was able to cater towards a um, multitude of genres. That hasn't been the true uh, same thing for Xbox One platform at all. Nope. So I would like to see that uh, trend uh, continue once more. Yeah, absolutely. I would love to see a lot of those really weird Japanese games. Blue Dragon Two. Hey, it, <laughs> it is getting Monster Hunter, so there is one step, I guess. Yeah, sure. Um, GameStop sold almost through its entire allotment of Xbox One X consoles in the first 24 hours. Almost. That's uh, that's a lot. Every every place I went to sold out. Um, I know that that thing did it did better than I expected it to, and I'm a champion of that system. Mm-hmm. I kind of expected it to be, you know, your standard. Okay, everybody who's going to go get it go get, goes and gets it. But I was at that midnight launch. Man, there was a lot of people there. So that's good. That's that's good news for the Xbox well, brand. They treat it like a launch, which is what Sony didn't do with a pro. You know, they had their thing on mix on oh, mix over YouTube. They had streaming. They had uh, AC Bongos and Major Nelson there. They were treating it like this was a brand new launch, and shows their commitment to to the the Xbox as a brand. And I hope that the stuff that they're doing in 2018 with first-party studios pans out, because then they'll... Competition is good, so... Uh, you don't want another Dragon Scale, whatever that was called. Scale Scalebound. Bound. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would love I would love to read a report on what happened with that game because we will never mm-hmm. know. No, yeah. No, no. yeah. Confidentiality if, right there. Yeah. If you are looking to jump into the PS4 Xbox One generation, wait for Black Friday. Both systems will be sub two hundred dollars. Yeah. Black Friday. Incredible price. And bundled in with a game or two as well, which yep. is insanity. <laughs> A so, PS4 with two games that you'd actually want to play, mind you. They're not like throwaway games. Or Xbox One with two games that you also want to play. Like World of War and some other thing. And it's like about $200. It's ridiculous. Yep. Oof. Value. Uh, here's... I, I can't even believe this is in the news. But uh, the Switch got its first streaming app, which was Hulu. Which is shocking to me, only because why was it not Netflix? <laughs> yeah, that's, that seemed that weird. weird. So you can now stream Hulu on your Switch. I, I didn't download it. I didn't look through all the media stuff because that's not what I would use the Switch for. No. But I had already assumed that Netflix was on it already. No, that's how no. that's how expected of a thing of a feature Netflix is at this point. Yeah, time. I don't use those streaming apps on any of my consoles because my TVs just have them built in. Yeah, so yeah. TVs just, or your phones, you know, those are good devices to use them on. Yeah, so my consoles, the only one I use is my cable TV app because it's only available on Xbox One. So I have to use the Xbox One to stream my TV. Uh, Overwatch has a free weekend coming up for every system. So it doesn't matter which one you want to play. You can play it on all three systems. Um, Zelda Breath of the Wild got an update, which added Xenoblade Chronicles armor. That really terrible main character armor that looks awful on anybody. Yeah, yeah so put Link, it in there. Link can wear it now. Um... When's that final DLC coming out for Zelda? They just said December. They haven't put a December. date on it yet. Okay. I want to wait until they have like a game of the year edition, including with all the DLC, and then I, I might pick it up or the Switch. Yeah, I'm. Uh, I've got my season pass already. The Trials of the Sword were neat, but it's not what I wanted. I'm looking forward to getting back into an actual Zelda once that DLC drops. Mm-hmm. Um. Did you have the speaking of Xenoblade Chronicles? Did you talk about the, the you want to talk about the season pass that they announced? Did they announce a season pass? <laughs> I know it's I know it's not in your radar, but yeah, they announced season pass. Um, I didn't. It's, I, it's not. I, it's not that I'm not interested in the game because I have it pre-ordered, but I I really did not see them announce a season. I guess it was in the direct. Yeah, uh, it yeah, it wasn't the the direct. Well, the good news. Let me start out with is that day one Japanese uh, dialogue, uh, Japanese voiceover DLC free for everybody. Fantastic news, because a lot of people were sweating over that uh, English dub that they were showing off during trailers, because it didn't sound particularly good. I'm actually torn on which uh, voice I'll be choosing for my first playthrough. I'll probably go with the English, and then I'll switch over for Japanese for, like, New Game Plus or something. But it's very nice to have that option, I think. Especially for games of that nature, you want to have a really good experience uh, the first time through. But they also announced that there will be an expansion pass, where they're going to have a bunch of things rolled out it's going to be like some things are basically like weapon weapons that you're going to be able to download for free some things are like quests like side quests you can do that are not main quests and at the very end they have like story missions they say like story quests which is coming out in like late 2018 or something like that which is which is weird to me but sure whatever but the big thing is just like the zelda expansion patch you can't buy it separately if you want any of the content, you have to buy it all together for one set price. <laughs> did you really and expect it. Nintendo to do anything normal? Yes, <laughs> I did. You're crazy. Nintendo doesn't do anything normal. 
<laughs> and it bumps me out because you guys already know how excited I am for this game, and then to get this news about this expansion pass, that's doing the exact same thing that's terrible about the Zelda expansion pass. Like, fuck. Now I'm not going to buy this again. But I, I'm interested in the content, but I can't abide by this fucking practice of putting together a package of things that I don't want along with one specific thing that I do want. If you even made that one story content, like $10, $15 by itself, I'd be like, eh, it's story content. It might be, you know, lengthy, interesting. I might buy it. But if you ball the whole thing together... 90% of which I'm not interested in and try to sell to me for 30 bucks. I'm not going to buy it. That's just not, that's just not I'm going to be dealing with, so that bums me out. Yeah, well, the Nintendo guys will eat it up. Well, Nintendo guys will eat up anything Nintendo has uh, has a Nintendo label on it, so there's oh, no absolutely. point going back on that front. Uh, but, yeah. Assassin's Creed, Ubisoft announced that Origins is already doing much better than Syndicate ever did, so that year off Looks like it helped. Uh, and then finally, uh, the layoff news we were talking about earlier. Telltale Games uh, laid off a quarter of its staff, uh, about 90 people. Um, so, yeah. That's a bummer, but I think something does need to change inside of Telltale. So, I'm wondering, are we going to get less games, but more quality now <laughs> with yeah. this layoff? Or That's exactly are we going to be. Said. That's what they said, John? Yeah, that's exactly what they good, said. We're going good. to focus on less games, but um, they're going to you know, do something with their uh, engine, because obviously that is a big problem. If anyone uh, is yeah. playing Batman games, that was really bad on that. Bullshit! Oh, sorry. Excuse me. <laughs> I can understand your hesitation in believing what they're saying. Uh, They've said they well. were going to yeah. improve that engine for years, and that thing's still mm. a big steaming pile of shit. We'll see. Hopefully, this will be a good step. Obviously, not a good, no, not good news for the people that were laid off. But as is the case often in the game industry, the talented people do find new homes. So hopefully, they'll find uh, new welcoming homes where they can brandish their talents further. So we don't have any emails this week, but we do have some tweets. First off, Mookie tagged Arnold Schwarzenegger and telling him that we that he should listen to our show because of how much they put him and his movies in high regard. Yeah, that's not my business. He didn't reply. No. He doesn't He doesn't love us. Uh, we still love him. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, Mookie also says, looking at Assassin's Creed Origins from Ubisoft, do you guys think they should make an adult-themed The Crow game? I don't know where that comparison comes from. <laughs> no. Adult-themed what game? The Crow. The Crow. An awesome film. Oh, oh, the crow! Wow, that's a blast from the past. I haven't thought of that movie in so long. I actually watched it a couple of weeks ago. Love that film. Hmm. Um, interesting. I don't know. Like, didn't they make a crow I mean, video game at one point? I'm pretty sure they, they did, did at one time. Yeah. Who made well, that got, game? I don't know. I, I gotta look it up. I gotta look up who made the crow. Because wasn't it on PlayStation? Yeah, you're PlayStation right. PlayStation 1, maybe? Yeah, the Crow City of Angels for PlayStation 1. Oh, that was, Saturn. that was the one. It was on Saturn, too. Yes. Holy cow. Hold on, I gotta see who made it. Who made it? Who made it? Uh, Acclaim published that game. It was built by Grey Matter Studios. Grey uh, Matter? Who is that? That's the only game they ever made. <laughs> yeah, really? <laughs> <laughs> the angry video game nerd did an episode on the crow, so you can right. probably tell that's not an excellent quality game. Oh man! But I think we have the technology and the the assets in order to make a really compelling open world game. 
starting the crow. Maybe that'd be interesting. But I mean, as far as the licensing goes, like, who the fuck is gonna know what the crow is except for people, you know, like? Uh, they're they're doing well. They're still trying to do the remake, aren't they? Which I hope fails miserably. Um, but they're still trying to do this remake. Uh, it's been on like Bradley Cooper was involved at one point. He's backed out now. They're saying Jason Momoa is gonna possibly be the. The, uh, Eric Draven. I could see so, that. Yeah, he's yeah, a little. He he's a little big to be. It's <laughs> true. I don't. I don't know. He's got the. He's, he can do the hair. He could definitely pull off the hair. But he can pull off the hair and the look. But I don't know about the. I mean, he'd be walking around like the the tank crow or something. Be more like the eagle or something. The, 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 the crow was emo before emo was in. You know. Yeah, so. I don't look at Jason Momoa as emo. I look at him as like scary, like big dude. Like, yeah. Yeah. yeah, I couldn't see Ernie Hudson holding a gun on him. Although I don't, I, you know, truth be told, I didn't think I could see him as Aquaman, but he looks like a pretty oh, yeah, good he's, he's pulling that off. Yeah, he he's pulling that off. So uh, we got the movie coming up next week. You excited yeah, for that, Ken? I'm super excited. And hearing oh. early impressions, I guess the reviews go live Tuesday. Like people are saying, it's really good. Which and I, only two hours long, which is something they probably needed to do. <laughs> I'm. I feel like that. I feel bad for Zack Snyder because I don't feel like he could win with that movie. Like if it sucked, they'd blame him, and if it's good, they're gonna credit Frank Joss Whedon. Whedon. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like yeah, he can't. He can't win there, and it's like I feel nope. bad because I've liked his movies in the universe so far. I mean, granted, yes, if you're not a fan, they have issues. They're you know, but if you if you are a fan, they have issues. Eh. Mm-hmm. I yeah, they, they do. They're, they're profoundly do. broken movies in a lot of ways. I, cinematic, I, cinematic I disagree. Movie. I disagree. Edition like, objectively far, speaking, from a cinematic standpoint, there's a lot of things wrong with those movies. Well, objectively speaking, from a cinematic standpoint, The Dark Knight Returns is one of the worst movies ever made. Because it has six arcs. You know, it's it's structurally not a good movie, but I still love the hell out of it. Dark Knight Returns? Which one was that? That was the third one or the the bang, second one? We're buying. The, no, that, that sorry, was the Dark Knight. The Dark the second Knight one was just called the Dark Knight. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Dark Knight begins. Dark Knight. Yeah, and that one has like Knight six Crash. arcs. It's well, Dark it's not, Knight it's not... Rises, guys. Oh, okay, Rises. Yeah, I think that's you know the, the Dark Knight's done too much shit, Drew. I can't keep track of it. <laughs> just like, Jesus, Rikus, man. Yeah, it's uh, it's, it's almost like uh, there's an oversaturation of Batman, Batman stuff in the movie. You can you never know. have too that's much because, Batman. That's because he's the best superhero. Yes, that's what makes him so good. That's right. But either way, I'm cautiously optimistic about this yes, movie uh, compared to the other ones. After coming uh, coming away from Wonder Woman and seeing how well that was directed, uh, and enjoying that movie. Um, I can see past a lot of the issues, and I think this one might be the one that kind of tries to bring together a lot of the loose ends. I still have some beef about them using like the other Flash that we don't know instead of the TV one and all this other jazz. And there's a lot of weird things about it, but I'll watch it and I'll give it my honest opinion about it later. When hey, you you haven't heard? Happens. You haven't heard with all the talk about Justice League? Apparently, Wonder Woman's not a good movie anymore. Why? I saw that Why? conversation on Twitter the other day. They were like, that movie got overrated because it was about a woman directed by a woman. Like, I saw that on Twitter this week, and I'm like, oh my god, I need to just Sure, die. of course someone's going to make that make that thing. And then I saw like a thread of people like agreeing, like, yeah, that movie really wasn't as good as everybody made it out to be. I'm like, oh my god, are we having this conversation now? I can't take it. But that's, you know, if you follow movies at all, that's how they work. When they come out, they're either great or terrible, 
And then six months later, they swap. They're now underrated and great. Or, oh man, that movie was overrated and terrible. It's tiring, man. Can't you guys just like something and just like it or not like it? Nope. Anyway. Sean tweets in and says, Thought the Battlefront early access was kind of lackluster. Actually turned me off from buying it. Story seemed decent, but combat felt way off. Space combat was decent, but that first space mission was dying so much to random space junk, it was really tedious. Hmm. I don't know. I only died once flying around in I space junk. I haven't played it. Yeah, get good. <laughs> well, coming from John, that is a whole it's, other level. It's the dark. Yeah. It's the dark souls of space flying through debris. Mm, clearly, <laughs> that's, that's a tagline for your Battlefront Two review, Ken. I'm, on, I'm on it. I got it. I'm good. Boom. Nivex says, with Sony trademarking siphon filter, do you think Death Stranding is siphon filter? No. I just think they're protecting their copyright. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we're not getting a new siphon filter, so. Uh, I mean, if you if they did announce a new siphon filter game, would you guys be excited at this point? Depends on what I it can't is. I remember. Yeah. I can't remember. I remember enjoying one of them. I can't remember which one it was. The last Dude, one they... that came out was pretty good. The one that was on PSP and then got ported to PS2. Yeah, that one was pretty good. The, the only thing I remember about siphon filter is like giggling to myself when I was tasering a dude. Excessively, you and could, then he was like frying into you could fire. Taser them into like bones, man. It was crazy. yeah, yeah. I was like, this is hilarious, and then not liking the rest of the game. That's the only thing I remember about Siphon Filter. That's like the only singular memory. So the thing about, I don't care about that series. The series is extremely hard if you've ever played it. One, two, and three; those are really hard games. And then they did that weird PS2 one that was online only. And then they mm. did the PSP one that they ported to the PS2, which was actually a return to form and actually was decent. I don't know that yeah. game. That game has a lot of people that are like hovering around it uh, for a series that didn't have a lot of really great entries. <laughs> yeah, it's not, I don't know. Uh, he also says, "Are Xbox One X games looking like remastered versions of Xbox One? If so, then oh, Microsoft. <laughs> if so, then Microsoft should have stuck two more teraflops and messaged the console as next gen. Then it would have been seven hundred dollars." <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> two more teraflops. I don't know. The what I wanted from the Xbox One X to be uh, the next generation of Xbox consoles. I wanted to have exclusive games featured on the device because I think um, the games on Xbox. I mean, the X far, as far as the actual hardware power goes, the difference between the regular Xbox and the Xbox One X is the scat. It's huge. It, it could literally and authentically be called the next generation from the jump. That it made from one to the other, so it, it playing the same exact games is better looking. It, it is not as exciting as you were playing brand new games exclusive to that device, made for that device, you know. Uh, but that's not where we're at, you know. So that's just unfortunate, but you know. Hmm. Well, hopefully they change that. Uh, Sean writes in and says, also after having played Destiny two for a couple weeks on the PC, I can see why it hasn't got why it has gotten so much flack since release. But I'm still enjoying Crucible and trying to uh, trying to raid in it. So I think you get your money's worth out of the game. Combat's still great as well. Destiny 2 is the best-selling game of this year so far. Yeah, above like all the others from what uh, MPD has to say. So it has sold very, very well, despite uh, its flaws. And I think we went into everything about Destiny 2 many a times already. But uh, Drew, 
you you had some first-hand experience with a decent amount of Destiny 2 on PC. What do you feel about it on PC compared to the console versions? Uh, the PC version is the one to play mm. if you have not picked up the PS4 or Xbox One versions. Granted, the PC version does not have the exclusive stuff that the PlayStation does. Yeah. But uh, it's it's night and day as far as the the, the performance and Bungie did say they are doing a X and Pro patch on December 5th, I believe. It won't be 60 frames. No, they're though, not going to change it to 60 because the way the game is built, they will not mm-hmm. allow people who have it at 60 to be able to play against people who are playing at 30. Once again, the, the, the Crucible ruins and what, what would otherwise be a very good game. I don't understand why yeah, they I didn't swear. do like they did with Gears, where they made the multiplayer Seriously. 60 and then the campaign 30. Like, why can't you make the single player or the like the actual out-in-the-world game run at 60 and then leave the Crucible at 30 so that nobody gets left behind? Because you can't do 60 in, uh, on Xbox One standard. It's just not possible. No, no, no. I hardware. mean for people who have the upgrade because then there's no advantage in PvP. So but if you then have a, you if, still be going up against. The, you're saying divide up the player base from the people that have the one X. Only for the crucible. Only not for the not for the crucible for the just oh, the running the around the world like oh, the right. campaign portion. Make that sixty because you oh, can. Oh, I hear what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. No, um, not the multiplayer because the multiplayer okay. needs to be uh, across the board. Uh, yeah, absolutely. But when you're doing PVE, make it sixty. Who cares? Yeah. I, I think I understand your point of view, Ken. I think that will be better for the consumers, 100%, so I agree. But from their point of view, if the single-player campaign is 60 and feels much better than the multiplayer, that's going to make the multiplayer feel even worse than it actually does, which I've gone to say that multiplayer isn't good on consoles to begin with, so you don't want that you know negative stigma on that on that thing anymore. So I understand it both ways. I don't know. I see games that look better than Destiny running at 60 on console. How about this? How about instead of worrying about your frame rates in Destiny, get dedicated fucking servers so that the uh, (laughs) you know the multiplayer actually works well? That's stupid. Yeah, yeah, you know. When I when I shoot somebody, I would like to shoot them and damage them sometimes. You know, just in a blue moon. You know, once in a while, that'd be nice and rewarding. But no. Yeah, when I turn a corner, I'm still getting shot and die. Yep. Even though I'm completely around a wall. No, he put, he put dots on you, Drew. That's um, yeah. That's, that's your country dots, internet, yeah. Drew. Yeah, the, you know your internet that's run by propane. Do you know the here's the problem? <laughs> is that propane is the cleanest fuel out there? <laughs> <laughs> uh, but it doesn't make internet run better, unfortunately. No, it doesn't. Coincidentally enough. Uh, Mr. Fantastico sent us a tweet said, I'm really loving my Xbox One X and how amazing the games look. It's like night and day. Can't wait for future games. I can't stay on one game, though. Okay. Oh, yeah. I, thought, I thought somebody got ninjured. No, no, it's just nobody said anything. Way to go. No, no, no. I mean, that's that's the best part of getting a new video card, getting a new console of that nature. You want to test out your old games, uh, but you're not going to play all of them to completion most of the time. No, no, no. but you're, you're going to boot them all up and be like, yeah, ooh, Beth, yeah. Beth Purdy. I remember testing out Crisis 3 after getting my new system. I was like, yeah. Because <laughs> that, that thing ran at like 16 frames per second <laughs> before. Uh, he also says, is Xbox's biggest strength a double-edged sword? Xbox promotes criticisms, which lend to some great things, but it also promotes hate at times. 
I think he's referring to those fun Xbox fans that they actually tweet to and things. I guess we're not going to. We're not. The we're best not going to do say is not name. talk to those people. Yeah, it is because those people are just terrible people. Uh, Fixer writes in and says, "Upgrading my 4K set to an HDR 4K set and cannot wait. Hopefully, it makes the difference most people say it does." Also, cannot put Mario Odyssey down 650 moons so far. Holy moly. Uh, what's, uh, what's everyone's moon count at? Anyway? I haven't played it. I feel bad since I beat uh, it. I'm at like 420-ish. Four, four, four Plays it. No, yeah, no, no pun intended. But 420 that's no scope. Mm-hmm. Says, I have none. Yeah, because you don't have a Switch, Drew. Yeah. <laughs> he says, still loving the show, guys, and don't worry about going along like this tweet. <laughs> oh, yeah, this is the let's first show. Talk, yeah, let's not talk about that, shall we? Jesus. Oh, uh, I, I muted a lot of people the yeah. day that that went live. <laughs> people have been playing Checkers, Connect Four, and Chess on my timeline with each other. I'm like, mm. like fuck it's, it's funny that you could do that. But at a certain point, there, it's just, you're just taking up way too much space. It's like, yeah, yeah. meet you. To kind of go back to what he said about upgrading to HDR, I think HDR is beautiful, but I've noticed recently that when you go into HDR, it gives you true color. And the way I like to play my TV settings, I prefer a more vibrant and vivid picture. So I've actually disabled HDR on a couple games, and I, I like it better. I do have a question for you on that front, Ken. Um, mm-hmm. Does enabling HDR include like increasing input lag? Mm, depends on if the TV supports um, the HDR lag input. So, so some, it needs to support that in order to not get delayed. Yeah, because if you if you're using mm-hmm. HDR on uh, some TVs, you will get a little increase. It's it's milliseconds, but it's still there. Uh, yeah. But a lot of the newer TVs, like I know LG. Somebody's rubbing their junk on the microphone. Um, some of the newer TVs, like I know LG does it, I know the TCL model does it, they have this thing called uh, HDR input lag, and that actually fixes the input lag when you turn on HDR. So, uh, Dustin writes in and says, Cooler Ranch. God damn it. <laughs> Stop it, it's nacho cheese. Mm-hmm. Nacho cheese. Cool. And he says, I'm with Ken. I'm leaning towards Zelda over Mario for Game of the Year so far. That's going to be a good discussion, I think, at the end of, uh, end of like, well, at the beginning of January for us, right? Well, it won't be for Drew, because he hasn't played Zelda, and he doesn't have a Switch to play Mario, so... Yeah. <laughs> I thought you played Zelda on your Wii U. He played it for, like, an hour. I have, I've put three hours into it. Yeah, like, he hasn't even played that game. He's still on the plateau. He's still on the Great Plateau. No, I finished the plateau, thank you very much. Oh, yeah, would well, you make it down to the first dungeon? <laughs> I'm supposed to be going to the village. Oh, so you haven't even done a, a beast yet? No. Yeah, so you haven't played Breath of the Wild, is what you're saying. Ken, Ken, he, he just needs to play more Overwatch, okay? That's, that's, <laughs> that's, that's what the hotness is right now. 2017 you know? game of the year. If I, was, oh. if I lived close enough to Drew, I would go to his house and, like, fuck up his Blizzard account so he can't log in, so he'd have to play all these <laughs> other games. Put, like, a parental lock on his Blizzard account? Yeah. Yeah. Put like a four-digit code on it so he can't get into his Blizzard account. So he's forced to play, you know, these other games that are not from 2016 for Game of the Year. You know, I mean, <laughs> I don't know what it is to be honest with you. I, I think 
Overwatch is a great game. Overwatch is. is also I don't feel like playing shit. So you play so, Overwatch. So let's play Overwatch because you get five minutes. Like, but you most, never play Overwatch games, for five minutes. Nobody plays true. Overwatch for five minutes because because it's it's one of those games. It's like how I was with Street Fighter Four back in the day. Was uh, a match will last you, you know, five minutes, something like that, and then you know you're off to the next one. And I don't know. It's like instant gratification for me. Drew, there are at least 30 games that came out in 2017 that you need to play for Game of the Year. Are you are you uh, thinking about picking up the Switch at any point, Drew? Probably next year sometime. Next year? Okay. Man, I can't wait to hear Drew next year talk about how awesome Mario is. I know. <laughs> the thing about buying like Switch games later is because the way Nintendo works, those games will be much cheaper. So you'll probably be able to get like a Mario Odyssey for maybe like $50? That's, yeah, I was going to say, well, you can get like $5, $10 off. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's like, you know, I like to wait on games so that, that I can buy them cheaper later on, but for for like Nintendo-like games, like, they're reprinting Zelda with this Explorer pack, and it's, it's $60 again. Of course. It's like, there's no discount on that. It's like, no, you get this little pamphlet thing, and it's like, yeah, $60 again. You pay it. Yeah, 60 bucks. That's the yeah. only reason why I haven't bought it digitally, because I would prefer to have it digitally, but I, I bought it physically, so I'm not buying it again because it's still sixty dollars. Yeah, yeah, and also you save you save some space in your hard drive. You as well. do, but I, I'm not worried about space so much right now as like flopping cartridges because my son always wants to play Mario Rabbids, which I also have the cartridge for. So it's like I got to switch mm-hmm. between that and Zelda. That's that's wrong. Uh, yeah, that is kind of obnoxious. Yeah, I agree. Because you got you can't really switch the cartridge while it's docked. I mean, you can, but it's a pain in the ass. That's not too bad. I've done that many a time. Yeah, it's, it's, it's so much easier if you just take it out, but then it's like, oh, man, i got to go through this whole rigmarole. If it was just digital, I could just boot it up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, but what's the um, what SS micro SD card you got in there? 128. Yeah, 128 is not going to last long for us, man, because we like to keep our well, games downloaded. Yeah, there's, not a big, there's not a lot of big games on the Switch. No, there's not many. I mean, LA Noir. Well, I'm not playing LA Noir on the Switch. Doom's like 21 gigs. I have you know, Doom on the Xbox like One. So I'm yeah, he's playing that on the Switch. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Some people are. That's why they put it on there, I suppose. Well, I mean, people seem happy with Doom on the Switch, but like, I just played it you know, in 1080p, 60 frames a second, I, I'm good. I'm, I'm good mm-hmm. with the version that I have. <laughs> I, I beat Doom on Christmas Day. See, that's that's a happy holly jolly Christmas right Yeah. <laughs> I beat Doom on Christmas Day because I remember I took a picture. I said, this is the best way to say happy birthday, Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> slay some demons. It's, it's to slay nice. a demon in hell. Yeah, there you go. Shooting some fucking demons in the face. Hey, hey, Drew, what would Jesus do yeah. on Christmas <laughs> He's playing too. He, he would shove a BFG into somebody's <laughs> face and then pull the trigger. Oh man! I want, if they patch that game for 4K, I might play it again. I really liked the campaign in that game. It was fun. I you oh, know they're gonna do that. They're gonna do that, aren't they? So. Yeah, Bethesda's been really good about patching. So mm, and again, it. they did it for the price. So yeah, I want to play that game again. Mm, 4K 60. Yeah, I'll play Doom again. That's all the tweets that we have. We had no emails. If you want to tweet at us, it's at N4G Podcasts. Uh, if you want to shoot us an email, it's podcasts at ztgd.com. 
You know, follow these guys on Twitter. You've got Jay at Bottomside Jay. You've got Drew at DML Fury and John at John WUK. You can follow me on the side at ZTGD. Also check out Phoenix Down, Alan Wake, which is not yep. even their Halloween game in November. Nope. And Halloween game's coming later in November because that's how we celebrate Turkey Day is with Halloween games. No, it'll be December. Oh, so Christmas is our Halloween game. Our wonderful feel-good Christmas game of the year is going to be Dead Space 2. Sure, sure. Mm-hmm. Can we all agree that chicken tastes better than turkey? No. No. You don't like turkey? Wow. Turkey's wow. the no, best. No, I, I like turkey. I just like chicken better. Nah, I mean, if it's got 11 herbs and spices, maybe, but... <laughs> KFC. Popeyes is better than KFC. Oh, I Sorry. found. I just found out they're building a Popeyes at, at, at where I go grocery shopping. Nice. And I I did a little dance when I drove because it was like there's a <laughs> they're they're building two new fast food restaurants on the fast food restaurant chain where I go grocery shopping. And I didn't know what they were for the longest time. And I was driving by there yesterday, and there was a sign that said Popeyes now hiring coming soon. I was like, oh snap. Just scheduled that liposuction ahead of time. Oh, man, they give you so much chicken. It's so good. I've never had Popeyes. Oh, dude, you, what? Need, you need to make this happen. They're not, they're not really popular around here. Really? They're based have, out of Louisiana. Like a lot. We, have, we have Church's chicken. That's pretty oh, good, Church's too. Church's is terrible. Yeah. Yeah, terrible I, by comparison. Well, by comparison uh, to Popeyes, yes. But. Yeah. Wait, so where's the nearest Popeyes from your location, Drew? Uh, probably about... Probably thirty miles away. It's worth the drive. Oh my God, that is far. That's not. That but is... you know what? For your first Popeyes ever, I say that's worth it. Yeah, it's worth the drive. Yeah, get the get the mashed potato. Oh God, the little bacon bits they put on with the gravy and everything. It's so good. The biscuits are excellent as well. Just and be get the spicy chicken. Yeah, just be prepared because Popeyes is not KFC. There's actually like it's it's spicy. It's only got ten heads of spices. Yeah. Well, no, it's eleven at KFC, so it would be yeah, like thirty. Okay. It'd be like uh, thirty at Popeyes. It's uh, it's, it's pretty excellent. Yeah. Might go get some today, actually. Now that I've been talking about Man, it, I'm so much. sad because I can't go get it because, like Drew, the closest one to me is thirty <laughs> miles away. But when they build that one, I'll be having some Popeyes. Nice. Oh man, that's good stuff. Anyway, now I'm hungry, so now I need to go eat. But uh no, that's the show. We're almost uh we're almost there. We're gonna finish off the fall rush in the next couple of weeks. Kick back in December with episode five hundred. Yep. And then prepare for twenty eighteen. Your backlog, Drew, you've got all of December. You've got like thirty games, man. That's true. <laughs> it's a game. I, still a gotta get, I gotta finish these fucking review games. Yeah, yeah. Don't worry, there's more coming. I know. <laughs> no, you, lo- you love Need for Speed, Drew. Just get in there, man. Yeah, I know. Keep playing it. You know, I'm probably going to boot that game up just to look and see what kind of prices they're talking about for their their oh, boxes yeah. and then not boot that game back up again. Oh, so sad. Probably. Yeah. But anyway, no, Drew, you've got you've got to play more Zelda and Horizon at least before Game of the Year happens. Yeah, I know. I, I started Horizon, got to where it finally opened up, and I was like, okay. And haven't went back to it. Yeah, you gotta play more Zelda. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta at least get through one or two Divine Beasts before end of the year. You got to, you got to. Good God, that's like fucking thirty hours. No, you can do it in twenty. That's still a shit ton. That game is worth every minute of your time, Drew. I know it is, but fuck, I need to retire. 
Overwatch <laughs> or just in general? <laughs> just in general at this point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but you can't do that because then nobody will make your house payment. True. Yeah. Anyway, that's the show. Enjoy all those games. Enjoy your machines. There's lots to play, and there's more coming out every day, including the genie and the Sheshwans. <laughs> I looked that game up. It looks as funny as you, you might think it is. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, let's see if has anything else. That's it. We're going to get out of here. Nope. 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 Ah! Alrighty. And it goes something like this.